The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Hello, Andrew Schultz. Hello, Joe Rogan. How is the independent comedy production world treating you? It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot more work. Yeah, for sure. Mm. But uh, you uh, you cut free from the nipple, mm -hmm. like we did, without even mentioning names. Tell me what what happened. Like how how did it? I went through <sighs> taping. It was excellent. Thank you. Looked thank great. you for coming. My pleasure. And thank you for bringing Cameron. Yeah, brought Cameron Haynes, my wife Dripped came. in Gucci, dude. Yeah, he's hilarious. Dude, that guy is a legend. Because I've only seen him with his shirt off and like inspirational music in the background. So when Not I, enough a mountain. Bro, I thought he was going to be like Crocodile Dundee when I met him in person. And he was just like dripping in Gucci. <laughs> he likes Gucci. <laughs> he likes Gucci. And then I remember, I remember calling you and I was like, I was like, dude, this guy's so interesting to me. Like, like what does he do? He just takes people on camping trips and stuff like that? Like, what's the thing? I think you were like... No, I think he like moderates like pool levels in Oregon or like moderates like water. Yeah, he works for the Department of Water and Power. And I was like, this is a fucking For now. But he's a New York Times bestselling author, so he's quitting his job. Let's go, Cam. Yeah, he made a lot of money off the book. I told him I'm, I'm going hunting with him. Really? Yeah. He didn't respond to what me. What are you going to hunt? Yeah. <laughs> I just said, we're going hunting. He's like, okay. Yeah, that's how he's like, okay. Like, pro probably people say that to him every day. Yeah. You know? But, uh, but what, yeah. What, do, what would you hunt? Oh fuck! I don't know. I, I'm. I probably. I Wild pigs is the best because they have to kill them. Yeah, you can eat them. They're delicious. Yeah, and they're. It's literally an imperative. Like, yeah, you have to, especially in You're Texas. Helping. Yeah, they're yeah. everywhere. There's so many of them. Yeah, millions. I want to camp before I hunt. First, oh. I want to do camping, and then I've never I'll gone do, camping. Never gone camping. No. Oh, you're such a city boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little Duval would say, "City yeah. boy, city boy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Duval's the best, bro. Yeah, yeah it's uh, the camping thing. I mean, you're in a fucking cloth house out there with monsters. Yeah, and that's real. A woman got killed a couple of days ago in Montana. Yeah. by a grizzly bear. Pulled her out of her tent. Yeah, mauled her. You're like you're like TMZ for that kind of shit. Yeah, well, I pay attention because yeah. I go to those places. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's on your radar. But like any time this happens, I feel like you're like, oh, dude. By the way, yeah, there was an alligator attack in Orlando. Yeah, I've seen those too. There's yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's real. Like we live in this bizarre sheltered world, and human beings have this interesting th thought process. We only think about threats and danger and reality. If it's right in front of us all the time, yeah. that's how we see the world. The yeah. stuff that's in front of us all the time, that's our reality. And so stuff like, that's why you ever see those, there's a, there's a great Instagram page called Tourons of Yellowstone. Okay. Uh, Tourons is a tourist moron. Okay. And it's all people just getting launched into the air by buffalo. Guys, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's just these fucking idiots who come from like Chicago and they're used to cities and uh, they never really seen a buffalo and they're trying to get close for a selfie, and you know these things are in the rut. They're trying to fuck. Game you know? over. This is a two thousand pound giant ass animal trying to fuck, and you're all there cock blocking, and they just launch these fucking people. Yeah. It's horrifying. See, that's yeah, that's what like makes me a little bit afraid of doing it. Yeah. Not necessarily afraid, but like I didn't really understand like the um, I don't know the allure of it, and then okay, I do understand the allure of nature, 
like we were talking about this before I hit you about this before, but I think something happens where like you get this like reset. Like even yes. you see these like, you know, successful people, they'll go to like Montana and they're not going to Montana, like let everybody know how nice their ranch is. I, I believe they're going to Montana because they're like, it's cool to look at mountains and it's kind of like mm-hmm. humbling. Like, yes, dude, when I was, when I was, I hit you up when I was on my honeymoon with my wife and I'm like looking at the fucking sunset off this beautiful island in Italy. And I'm like, I felt incredibly humbled. Yeah. And maybe you need that feeling, yes. like maybe your world gets so warped. I wonder if you feel that way. Like, do you need to be in nature and feel so fucking vulnerable because your regular day, that's not something that you're experiencing? Yeah, I think it's a reality check of what your relationship with the world really is. Because we, we live in cities and we drive in cars and we stay, go into buildings and you get confused and you think that is the world. Hmm. But the world is filled with all kinds of variables. And one of the more fascinating variables is nature and wildlife. Because yeah. they're so uncaring about you. Like yeah. one of the things that I always get when I'm in the mountains is like, these mountains don't give a fuck about yeah. you. They don't give a shit how many Instagram followers you have or how well your special did. Yeah. Or, you know, how well your podcast is doing. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They, these are just tooth and claw and fang animals trying to get okay. by. So we know that, that that's nature, right? Right. Does that give you any sort of like a compassion or empathy to the ultra woke that are trying to overcare? It's like- I don't think that's what they're doing. Maybe deep down, that's not what they're doing, right? Right. But intellectually, they, they think that they're exercising it in that way. They think they're doing the right thing. They're not doing the right thing, but right. they think, but they, they, think are. they are. And yeah. I wonder if on some level you look at how gnarly nature is- and you see, like, what humans are kind of capable of doing. Right. You don't see that empathy in the animal world, I don't think. No, there's no empathy. The animal world has zero empathy, except dolphins. Dolphins have empathy towards oh, people. They'll, like, they'll save people from sharks and shit like that. Won't they also, like, feed other animals? Isn't there, like, a maybe they were working with, I forget some video I saw, they were, like, culling fish into this area so that the fishermen could extract them really yeah i saw some video of this i don't know where the fuck it was but cooperating with the fishermen i don't know if it was cooperating with the fishermen i don't know maybe they were doing it for themselves and the fishermen would kind of take advantage of advantage of it that seems more likely but uh but yeah i don't know it's it's like an interesting thing that we're capable of Mm -hmm. like to consider others to consider others discomfort and like want to help i think it gets bastardized i think it gets abused yes but the fact that we can even get there yeah, it separates us from everything else, right? except for, for the dolphins. They, they they look out for other species. That's what's interesting about them. Like, they look out for humans. They also rape humans. Hmm. They do that. Right. But usually when they do that, it's like at a marine world type situation. But also, do they know what that is? No, they don't know so what that they is. Don't, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just fucking, and this is how fucking works. Yeah, that's, well, they're, they do infanticide, right? Dolphins kill their babies. Like, this is the way it works. Like, if a female dolphin gets pregnant, she uh, cannot mate for, I believe it's, look this up. I think it's like six years. I think the female the dolphin, yes, she has to take care. It's not the gestation period, but it's the, the period where the baby dolphin is vulnerable because dolphins are similar in a, a slight way to human beings is that in that it takes a long time for the animal to mature because their brains are so large and they're so intelligent. Mm. You know, it's not like a chimp. Like a chimp within like two years. Is, Send them out there. Well, they're, they're, they're strong right away. I remember mm. we had uh, uh, an episode of news radio where 
I don't think it ever this this part. I don't think they did anything with it. I think it got edited out because like a lot of you know a sitcom is like twenty two minutes, but a lot of times they'll have like forty minutes of footage mm. and they're trying to just like get the most laughs and make the story move along. So we had this thing where there was a a baby chimp, and so this baby chimp. Um, was on set. It had a diaper. It was like this big. And this thing got on my back, went, just slapped me a couple of times. And I was just like, whoa. It's like, it's so small and so fucking strong. And its body felt like it was made out of wood. Like just fucking dense. Uh, yeah. It was just so strong. Yeah. Like we have in our, in our head, like, oh, it's 150 pounds. I'm 150 pounds. We're kind of the same. Like, you have no idea how strong those things are. It's so different than a human being. And we're so vulnerable, like, in comparison to them. Hmm. What was my point? We were talking about... I had a point. Breaking away from the the tit of the industry. Yeah, but that's not... <laughs> no, we, just we, we went way <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what we do, that. baby. <laughs> we were talking... Oh, oh, that's what it was. Like, so they're, they're slightly vulnerable when they're young, mm. but they're not nearly as vulnerable as, like, a human. You need like, more time to protect them. Yeah. Like a human Humans baby. Even, they come out, they can't even move. Like, a deer comes out, they can kind of walk a little bit, and, like, fawns... You ever see how fawns, like, deer fawns, have, like, white spots all over their body? Okay. They, it's so they blend in better, because they just hide in the grass. Because they need to hide. They need they to hide because they can't run. Yeah, yeah, they can't yeah. run yet. So oftentimes the mother will leave their baby behind, mm. and the baby just lays there. So if you find a baby deer, they just lay there. They don't try to run away from you. Huh. And then they slowly get the ability to walk around. Like right now in Texas, the babies have been born, and they're starting to walk around now. And it's been a few months, so they're like on the highway sometimes. Like you'll see a fawn. Like the other day I was driving down this road, and I had to stop the car, and this guy was like waving his arms. Like I saw the deer, but this guy was waving his arms like, da-da-da. Because there was this cute little baby and the little baby brother, and they're like trying to make their way across the road, but they're like this big, little tiny ass deer. Okay, have you ever seen um, a situation where like another animal recognizes that there's like an infant from a different species and then doesn't murder it? No. No, they don't. They just eat that it. That never happens. No, they'll run up on it. Bears will... If you ever leave a baby in the woods, a bear will run up on it and eat it immediately. Now, what if the babies grow up together? It doesn't matter. So, but you've seen these videos of like in the zoo where like a fucking cocker spaniel and a lion grow up together and then for whatever oh, okay. reason they don't eat oh, each other. Oh, you mean in a domestic situation? Yes. Yeah, that's a little different. As long as the animal's very well fed, that's the thing. Hmm. They still have the instinct to kill. Hmm. It's like a, a thing like a tiger or a lion or something like that. They're always going to have that instinct to kill. Yeah. And it's exciting to them. Yeah. Like if something tries to run away from them, they always have this instinct to lock onto it and chase after it. They're never going to get away from that. Yeah. That's just a part of their DNA. You can't breed that out. But you could breed it out in, like, say, a dog. Like, the difference between a dog and a wolf is just thousands of years of breeding. Yeah, yeah, It's the yeah. same animal. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is wild. Yeah, like, yeah, my yeah, dog yeah. Marshall. Have you ever met Marshall? Yeah. Uh -uh. Sweetest fucking animal that's ever existed. Yeah. All he wants to do is love everybody. Oh, no, I did meet him everybody's once at the old friend. studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's his friend. Yeah, yeah. But he's an ancestor of a wolf. Yeah. They've turned him into this thing through yeah. thousands of years of breeding. Is that what they Just they're doing like to they're us? trying to do to men. <laughs> Exactly. That's what they're trying to do. Where's Andrew Tate when you need him? Yes, that's what this toxic femininity shit, or masculinity, toxic femininity is right. That was a Freudian slip. But toxic masculinity, what that means is like, oh, you mean the men who carved the world. Yes, now like, you don't need them. Yeah, So exactly. now you want to get rid of them. But you do need them. You just don't think you need them because yeah. you don't need them right now. And, and, and then, then Russia has exactly. them. And China is making them more 
China's making yeah. them more masculine. Yeah, yeah. So then what do we do? Like, how do we recognize this trait? Okay, we want to make life more... We want to make life more palatable for everyone, right? right? But sometimes you need some badass motherfuckers to do the things that a lot of people don't want to do. And then do. the second life is safe, you go, well, why do we have bad people around? Exactly. They might make some bad decisions. So how do we keep the quote-unquote, like, bad guys around long enough so in case something needs to be done, they handle it? And I think, like, the American way of doing it is going, hey, we're just going to, like, kind of create these little organizations that do the bad shit, and the American people don't really need to know about it. Yeah. We'll go handle that stuff. You don't need to know. Enjoy your life and live your life. Yeah. And we'll make sure everything is cozy and cool, and then you're not voting for the guy that does the bad thing. It's Unf kind of like a nice system. Unf it's a very good system for creating uh, innovation, right? Because you leave people and the opportunity. Comfort. Yeah, but you and you leave people the opportunity to go and do other things. Mm. But it also is an opportunity for people to be unrealistic about the world. Like Israelis are very realistic about the world. They have to be. They have to be. Yeah. And they also have mandatory military service. Yes. And there's a lot of people that have said that if America had mandatory military service, you'd have a lot more patriotism, a lot more people who understand like the role that the American military plays in the world. Yeah. And that, you know, yeah, the, the American military has done some fucking terrible things. Skin Just in the like game. Every single military organization that has ever existed in history. That had the power to. Yes. That's the thing. Like, if you don't have power, you can't say what you would or wouldn't do right. with that power. It's hard like it's, if you really look at like the American power structure and the benevolence attached to it Like that to me is like the most impressive thing about like a George Washington stuff like you could have ran it back Everybody loves you You could just continue to be the new king if you will right like and Putin has done in literally Russia. Yeah. And, and he's supported Yeah, right the people there for the most part love him or at yeah. least that's the information we're getting. But like, I even talk to guys like Lex, and it's like, yeah, the people there are people there that love him. He's like favorable. Well, it's also they control the media. Exactly. So they're right? getting so the shit that's propaganda, out there. Propaganda. Hundred percent. I was talking to someone who has a relative over there in Russia, and they were saying that they thought that Ukraine was filled with Nazis, yeah. and they were over there to liberate the Ukrainian people, and that the, the so the propaganda is that Ukraine has been run by Nazis. Yo, liberation is a great excuse for invasion, bro. Oh, yeah. It's a great excuse. It's benevolent. Yeah, I mean... You want to be the good guy. It's literally what they did to go into Iraq. Of course. In the first war. Yeah, when they, or every when, time we When invade. they invaded Kuwait. Like, oh, we have to save those Kuwaitis. Like, those why? Those poor Kuwaitis. People like, in America don't know what the fuck Kuwait is. Right, can't spell Kuwait. Doing? Yeah. But I wonder if... <laughs> and, like, I've joked around about this, but I wonder if, like, life gets to a certain point of inconvenience where you start being okay with dark tactics being taken to return you to convenience. Oh, for sure. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, once things get ugly, yeah. then you're m more than happy to have the military go and do awful shit. It's not the military. It's like, I got a lady in my building, right, who's <laughs> like, she's kind of like a Karen, right? And, <laughs> Joe, I love her because yeah. she does the shit I want her to do. She's the Antifa you're building. Yeah, but like somebody's <laughs> <laughs> somebody's fucking loud. Somebody's having yeah. a crazy party. I know Danielle's got it. Like I don't gotta <laughs> right. call nobody. Right. I might send a text like Danielle, are you hearing this? Already ah, on it. So it's like it. that's my CIA. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like she's your Antifa. She or Antifa or whatever the organization yeah. is. Like the second the second life is the gas prices are too high, mm -hmm. all of a sudden weapons of mass destruction, or the second anything is about to be inconvenient, yep. there's the group that go, goes and does it. And then I don't have to feel weak. Weird. Like I right. snitched on the person in the elevator. Yes. I just get to sit and smile. That's I think the American or like the Western experience. We're right. removed 
from the things we would feel guilty about. Like, even in America, we all say, like, to everybody around the world, like, oh, yeah, we hate that they did that thing with their weapons of mass destruction. We, it's right. disgusting what they did in Iraq. We like $3 gas. Right. That's nice for us. Well, I mean, even things that aren't as ugly, like, how about this Brittany Griner situation? Yes. Right? Brittany Griner is imprisoned right now in Russia yeah. because she went over there to play basketball and she had uh, cannabis oil, oil or vape shit. cartridges that she had on her. Yeah. She I, I don't know if she just didn't know they were illegal or if she tried to sneak them in. Uh and they're they've got her arrested. It's against the law and she might do 10 years in jail over there, which is but, fucking horrific. But let's she's, also clarify. She's already been over there for months. But here's what's important. But people this is a are, yeah. but hold on. Yeah. People are freaking out about this, right? Yeah. They're freaking out. Russia needs to let her go. We have people in America right now locked up for marijuana, and they've been locked up for fucking years. For years That's and funny. years and years. And there's not one. That's there's funny. thousands of yeah, them. Yeah, so yeah. what, they're not good at throwing a fucking ball into a net? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah. They're not good at that one thing that we like to watch? Oh, so dude. those fucking people yeah. don't get let out? That's the other thing that we do, right? We completely compartmentalize our rage. Oh, yeah. And it's like... Brittany Griner is this perfect situation for us to like create um, the like it's not just inconvenience but like the imperfection in the system like why is it if this was right. LeBron then it would have been happened I've seen right. a lot of like think pieces about that kind of stuff but at the same time <laughs> okay side note Brittany Griner has existed in Russia and understands the corruption that moves within Russia she knows that if it isn't a wartime where she's essentially become a proxy between America and Russia, she can bring whatever the fuck she wants. She probably had been. She has, but it's, it's the she's same been going exact over there. Exactly. She's been going over there playing ball for a long time. And dealing with these, you know, what is it, uh, what are they called? The oligarchs, like these Russian oligarchs mm -hmm. that they fund all the female basketball teams. It's like a fun pet project for them. And Do they really? Yeah. That, do you think they pay women more to play basketball in Russia than in America because it's profitable? I literally don't know anything well, about it. Well, let's just take a test. Okay. How, how, uh, how well do women's sports generally do throughout throughout the world i wish i could do hans kim's new bit about this what is it what i is can't it? i can't because i don't want to fuck it up for okay. him. I, well you don't have to do the accent no 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 <laughs> he doesn't have an accent we're, we're gonna get shane to do it <laughs> <laughs> no i can't do it because i don't want to ruin his bit okay fair enough. you know fair i'll enough. tell you after we get off the air right, we'll remember enough. but it's fucking fantastic shout it's, out to you Hans. it's so funny bro it's so funny the when, kid's an animal he, he's funny and when i when i met him i was like oh it's so nice to meet you i've seen your stuff on whatever and uh on instagram and like you know youtube he's posting a lot of stuff he's going toward you so nice to meet you and um like he said like two things to me like that were the most asian things ever like he goes it is an honor. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, dude. Like, I thought it was like a Texas Asian, like no yeah. accent. It is an honor. This is a distinguished moment or something like that. And I was like, whoa, you were coming on thick with the fucking but Asian serious. stuff. But he's serious. But he's serious and he like really- he's sincere. And he likes the comedy. It feels like he's oh, addicted. Oh, he loves comedy. Yeah. He's a fucking soldier for comedy, man. Yeah, yeah. He's all in and he's a great guy and he's really, really talented. Mm. He's really good, man. But to his bit- Women's sports is not making that much money around the world. Right. And unfortunately, <clears throat> this is kind of fucked up, but the reality is if, if they're not in like a physically objectified situation, like they are in some positions, like female tennis, for example, they got them walking around with these like tiny little skirts, ass cheeks, fucking hanging How out, about tits volleyball? flopping. You have to dress for, like a hoe. <laughs> bro, dude, they, that's, what, that's what I understand. Like when people talk about like sexism and shit, like, you know, flight attendants have to wear heels onto the plane. Do they? That's a law. 
What, no, well, it's a rule. It's not a law. All right. It's so what is the difference? It's well, one rules of them is are employer, laws for the business. The other one is the government. Yeah, but yeah. if you want to work for them, you could turn. Is that in, true? You have to wear I heels. I asked the lady at Delta. You have to wear heels onto the plane. Once you're on the plane, you can turn into a flat when you leave the heel. What? All a heel does. I mean, you know this. It accentuates the muscles in your legs and right. it raises your ass to right. put you in like almost a doggy style type nice. position. Make That's, it look nice. There we go. Make that butt look nice. <laughs> so that is so sexy. Isn't that way more? Does se- the man have to wear heels? Nope. Wow. Now a few of them flight attendants probably would enjoy that. Yeah. The male did ones. You, did you see the uh, the people that we sent to? What was it? Where that where they sent them? Um, they sent that four star admiral who's a transgender man, mm. and then the other person who's yeah. trans too. We sent them to. Was it France? The bald one. Yeah, the trans the bald woman. One. Yeah, yeah. The trans woman bald. She's a lot to look at. I mean, I don't know what she does, it's but. There's a lot going on there. It's a lot going on there. Yeah. Yeah. And they sent them to, I want to say France, but they were the United States uh, ambassadors. Yeah. But that works in France. They like that stuff. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Even in France, they're probably like, this is too much. Is it, is it ever too much? This I don't like. <laughs> I, I really don't know what the rules are they in are France. They're trying too hard. This is. How do they smoke cigarettes like this? This is is something about this that I don't understand. Why can't they be normal, like uh, have sex with little girls, and we give them asylum here? Oh, you mean like Roman Polanski? Yeah. Isn't he from, is he from France? Polanski? What's wild is like people were making movies with that guy just up until like a couple of years Dude, ago. Dude, they do it with Woody Allen. That's my favorite thing about the Woody Allen thing is like when they ask the actresses, mm. and they're like, do you think he did it? They, ha- they did what? He's with her. But like right. they have to say no because if they say yes... They're doing it with a guy who's that raping a girl. Well, he's not anymore. She's a grown woman. Well, early on. But when do you think he started the relationship with her? That's where it gets squirrely. The (sighs) problem is the wife is squirrely, too. Like Mia Farrow, she's squirrely. Yeah, she's a loony bin. She's a loon. So her version of reality, it's it's very hard to parse Like what's true and what's not true. There's no version of reality where like... Even if it's your wife's adopted daughter no, or whatever, no it's weird, bro. Like it's no, that's not plain and simple weird. But she has stories of like them being together before, like when he was when she was really young. Oh, I don't, I and don't then, know if I. And buy then it. there's yeah. also his daughter Dylan that has oh the allegations. She has yeah. allegations, but too. I think they looked into that and they did like some crazy investigation and they found it wasn't. Gonna... How but he, how can you? you yeah, know, those are one of those things. It's like how do you know unless you were there? Yeah, you know it's it, that. So you can't comment. He on believes it, right? in true love. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the he only was a pervy dude. You ever listen to his old stand up? No. Super pervy. Yeah, I've got some of his old stand-up. He's talking about girls. I love girls. I love the way they walk and the heels and like he like it was like really like pervy, kind of like and Mitch Fattel. Yes, but you know? Mitch is playing the character. But Mitch is a character, yeah, and Mitch yeah. is being really funny with yeah. it. With with Woody, it was like this is back. This is in how the I day. really feel. Yeah, this yeah. is back in the day where I don't know, man. I think people are just more primitive in the '60s. Yeah. They fucking were, I man. mean, you saw the songs, right? Aren't there all those, like, songs by oh, the Rolling yeah. Stones? Oh, or, yeah, You know, yeah. singing about 15-year-olds Christine, and shit. Christine, 16, Kiss, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the age has changed. I mean, obviously it's changed, right? Like, a woman 100%. is 13 and, like, uh, ancient... Uh, but that's because people didn't fucking survive. You know, it was hard to survive back then. Right. When someone got to breeding age, you bred with them as quickly as you could because they probably weren't going to make it to be 20. I mean, that's a wild... That's a wild, like, debate that's happening a bunch of few guys, like, thousands of years ago. Like, I don't want to bang these young girls, but 
No one's living. <laughs> They're all dying. Well, I don't think they thought 15 was old back then mm. or young back then. Because I think, you know, with the average age of death, well, the average age of death is it's complicated, right? Because when they calculate the average life expectancy of people that lived a long time ago, yeah. really you have to factor in infant mortality, which screws everything up. Because so many children and babies died young. That like, more too, like, right, but they so they make the age like oh the average person lived to be thirty. Well, that fucks it up because a lot of them died at one. Yes, like a shit ton of them. And died there are people who lived a long time. I think Michelangelo lived till how long? I don't know. I don't know. It's probably pretty old. But like, there are people who lived long. There are yeah. people who lived into their eighties back yeah. in the day. Yeah, they so did. Yeah. It was possible, but the, again, the actual life expectancy, like what a person could actually live to, yeah, was probably the same. Yeah, for most. For the most part. Also, wild to have a kid as a woman, like that primal urge back in the day, knowing that there was like a 25% chance it either killed you or the baby. Ugh. I don't right. know what those percentages are, but knowing every time you're going into this, that you want to talk about like your, that's why, <laughs> I don't know, like when I hear a lot of like um, people like our age or whatever like that, like there's a lot of women, like, I just don't want kids. And it's like, I understand intellectually why you might not. But there has to be a biological impulse inside of you yearning to do that. I don't think it's for everybody. <clears throat> I, I really it's, don't think It's so. not for everybody. But I, I don't think that the urge is for everybody. You think there are human beings yeah. whose one purpose on this earth is to procreate, who just do not have that in them. I don't think that's the one purpose on the earth anymore. I think at one point in time when there was uh, less people, I think the urge and the imperative to breed was much more strong. It was much stronger, and it was it was much more of a focus. I don't think that. I think the way nature works, and this is me just completely guessing. Mm. When there's an abundance of people, like in in urban situations, people are much less likely to have children. Mm. Do you know that that's the the argument for underpopulation, right? A population collapse. This is why Elon keeps having kids. Like the population <laughs> no, it's collapse not. is. It's not single handedly trying to like bring the population back. But he literally is. Like he's so, having a bunch of kids. He's with having ten with, kids. But he's having them. It's in nothing. Sur he's doing it with surrogates. It's not like he's just shooting loads into people. Like he's making embryos and in vitro fertilization. It's like he's doing wild shit. That is the make, dorkiest way to, to have make kids. people. But he's trying to do that. Yeah, he's but trying leave to make a, a lot load of people. In, dude. Like if you're gonna do the act, if you're gonna be with the person, you might as well enjoy it. But I think genuinely he wants to make as many people as he can. Genuinely. Huh. That's why he's like saving embryos and doing in vitro fertilization. Like he's genuinely trying to contribute to the population. He thinks that population collapse is a, is a real issue. If you talk to him about it, he has a compelling argument about it. I like there to is hear. A com there's a compelling argument that relates. I think it's to a primal breeding fetish. I'll be honest with you. I think that's what Nick Cannon has, and I think what happens is you just start to get addicted to this feeling of bringing life into it because there's this this old impulses baked into our DNA that this is what we're supposed to do. And he's in a financial situation where they both are, where they can do that, and there's not many restrictions put on them. But to like over-intellectualize it, like, I'm trying to bring back the population. It's like, no, you get a kick out of it. It's fun. The, you can afford it. If you talk to him, I think you'd have a different opinion. Okay. He, he genuinely thinks that it's important for people to have as many children as possible. Mm. And he's basing this, is what I was getting to. There's studies where they talk about um, urban environments and highly educated people are having less and less children. Yeah. Because the woman has career, uh, the woman has a career, the man has a career, yep. they put it off. Did you ever see um, uh, Idiocracy? 
<laughs> no, but uh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Still holds I just up. Saw I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I got, I got. But that's in Idiocracy. Yeah, there's a couple in Idiocracy that's like really highly you had educated. Him on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike yeah Judge. He's, he's brilliant. Judge. He's the shit. I love yeah. him. Great guy. He lives here. Um, and w in that film, like, there's this one guy who lives in a trailer, and he's got like 50 kids. He keeps fucking all these women. He's fucking the neighbor. He's having kids with everybody. And then there's this super educated couple that's holding it off and putting it off until they're like in their 40s yeah. and then they can't have kids and the yeah. guy doesn't have any sperm left and the girl's eggs are bad. Yeah. That's the reality of yeah. intelligent, educated people with careers yeah. is yeah. that they have less children. And so there's other that's the yeah. fear of population collapse in large urban environments. When when people move up in, in uh, economic status and they move up in terms of their career, that takes precedent over having children. Yeah, I think I think that is happening. I mean, look, I mean, for me, I'm 38. I don't have kids yet. You know, my wife, uh, she just got her MBA. We haven't started having kids yet. I mean, I think in the very near future, you know, God willing, we'll be able to do that. But yeah, we put these other things first. Yeah, that, well, that's what people do. Well, and I think that's, I think that's, partially re responsible for the extreme wokeness um let me take you there in this i haven't fully formed this thought but basically like i think from my friends who have kids once you have kids the world shrinks right it's like what matters are, is your family what matters those kids lives what's going on in their lives are they struggling do they not have friends in school is one of them hurt is one of them injured are they like developing emotionally right. you don't have all this extra time to be worried about all these kind of like manifestations of outrage right and like if you have two fucking toddlers that you're carrying around all day and mustard stains all over your shirt, you're not exactly going to the march about Chappelle's show and saying right. this is fucked up. That's true. And I think what happens is in these urban centers where you're saying these like cities like New York where I live and these other ones, San Francisco and L.A., people are waiting so much longer to have children. So they have so many more years to focus on the outrage or focus on yes. what is wrong with the world. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't put focus on that. I'm just saying it is harder when you have three kids you have to take care of and provide well, for every It's also day. there's a natural thing that happens to many intelligent women, uh, let's say in show business. They get older and they become activists. It's almost like automatic. That's they when the start... roles dry up, though. Yeah. But Once then, the roles dry up, it's like, what do I have to do to stay on the ship? It's a little bit of that, but it's also, it's like, they want relevance. They want something that's important to them. And so they want to talk about, like, the problems of the world. Yeah. Which women with children get a little upset, saying, well, the problems of the world, like, we have to make the world better for the next generation. Yeah, I don't want my kids getting shot in school. That's right. the big problem. Yes. The problem isn't your pronoun. The problem right. is the kid could get shot in school, and I don't want that. Well, it's also you want your children to be healthy. You don't want the rivers to be polluted. You don't want, you know. You want them you to have want a, an, inherit a world. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that happens when there's a giant mass of people like cities mm. is you don't feel a primal urge to procreate. <laughs> because the people because around you are so many people. Procreating. There's so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah, what coyotes yeah. do. Do you know when coyotes do roll call, you know, when they howl? Yeah. Arr! When they're doing that, they're checking to see who's around. And if one of them doesn't respond, that means they're dead. And what happens with the female is when a coyote gets killed out of a pack, the female coyotes will produce extra offspring in their litter. So, like, if a, if a coyote pack remains intact and they have no threat 
and they do the roll call all the time and all the coyotes respond, Less the babies. female will have two or three cubs. But <laughs> if they call out and then a coyote doesn't respond or one or two is dead, then the female will have five, six, seven cubs. There's a natural thing that happens in their body where nature realizes they have to pick up the slack because there's, there's animals that are missing. When you're in an environment like an urban environment and you are stuck on the 405 and there's fucking <laughs> millions of people, the last thing you think is, man, we need more, more people. people. Yeah. yeah. Just natural. Yes. If it happens yeah. in other animals, you got to think that it happens in people. This brings us back to dolphins. The Elon why is a coyote. Dolphins, no, no, Elon's, he's just logical. He thinks, he thinks like math. You yeah. know, he's like looking at this like, oh, I see where this is going. Yeah. Like he's like seeing it in terms of like a hundred year curve. It's like we need a lot of people. Like it's going to, people are going to stop breeding hmm. and there's going to be a big fall off. Okay, you were saying with dolphins, though. Dolphins, the female has to have this baby that she protects for like six, seven years, whatever the number is. Yeah. So male dolphins will come along. Kill the they baby. Have a, exactly. They'll kill the baby to force the, the female into estrus. Mm. And so she'll want to breed again and she'll fuck. So the, the strategy that female dolphins have devised is they become sluts. So female dolphins fuck as many male dolphins as possible. So, so the male dolphin- everyone thinks it's theirs exactly. and they all protect it. That's the exactly. bonobo chimpanzees thing. Sort of. Chimpanzees the bonobo, no, use the it for problem solving. But they, they use it for, for problem solving and they use it for conflict resolution. Yeah, if, They if, fuck to res resolve tension. Wait a minute. They're my, the only animal other than us that does it for pleasure. My understanding was specifically the bonobo chimpanzees have sex with everybody, like almost family members and everybody's fucking. And the idea was if everybody's fucking, we have to protect everyone because everybody could be your kid, they could be your father, they could be your uncle, etc. Sort of, but the males fuck their kids. Which is bad. It's bad. You know who doesn't fuck? The mother won't fuck the son. That's it. And that's our favorite porn. Ah, stepmom porn. That's I think that's why Elon's dad didn't get much shit. Oh, he got a lot of shit. It was for a week. Yeah, but nobody knows who he is. It's like why are you uh, concentrating on some guy from South Africa? I mean, it's the the father of the richest guy ever. I think right. that there's a reasonable amount of concentration. Sort of the richest guy ever. Ooh, go on that. Yeah, it's the the Saudis. They're the richest people ever. They just don't. It's not public, like. You know, or Putin's the richest ever. Yeah, but, he's one of the richest ever. But, but are you the, the richest royal, ever? Oil families—they don't—they don't have to uh, disclose their income. They're mm. trillionaires. I talked to Dana White about but this. But that's the family. This is a guy. No, 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 no. The amount of wealth, the amount of wealth from pulling billions of dollars of oil out of the ground a day, yeah. is fucking insane. Do they have weapons of mass destruction? Some countries do. Yeah, some. I mean, there's arguments that they might. It's like, look, you could buy it from Russia. Like, you could buy nuclear missiles back in the day. That's uh, Operation Odessa. They, like, they tried to sell that guy um, a, a, a submarine. Nuclear submarine. Yeah, to, to move coke around in. And yeah. they asked him if he wanted nuclear missiles. He's like, what? Like, huh? Yeah, because they Fuck. were just trying to make money, right? They were exactly. just selling you everything they missile. had. I sell you a missile as well. Yo, that's a wild thing to do. Wild. Yeah, sell a nuclear missile. Yeah, to a dude who's trying to run coke under the ocean. Dude, <laughs> I've never done coke. You ever do coke? No, I've never done coke. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I you put know it on why my gums once. Why? 
because I had a friend and his cousin was a coke addict when I was in high school. And? And I got to watch his life fall apart. Interesting. It was bad. Yeah. And he whittled away to like 140 pounds, just stayed in his fucking, he had an apartment in the attic with his girlfriend. It's in Boston? And all they did was, yeah. And all they did was, in Newton, all yeah. they did was do coke and watch TV. Yeah. It was fucking horrible. I watched him like vanish. It was like, it was like someone who got bit by a vampire. Yeah. That's how it looked to me. I was like, ooh. Yeah. I was always scared of anything that could turn you into a loser. Yeah, you know? I just, I don't know. I don't like the energy on Coke. Like, I have friends who are drunk, and they're fun. Like, we got shit-faced when we did our pod, and it was fun. How fun was that? It was the most fun. That was so fun. And and you said something to me interesting about just, like, what people gravitate to in general. Maybe this is Inside Baseball, a podcast, but, like, the hang, like, the silliness, yeah. the the... You know, we weren't trying to change the fucking world. We were just guys having busting fun. balls and having fun. Yeah. And like, I mean, that episode is just fucking berserk. But, but I saw, I see people get drunk and I do it, and I would see people coked up, and I and I would be really annoyed by them. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be annoyed. Right. Or, or be annoying. annoying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But drunk, like. I get friends that are high. They're fucking hilarious. Like right. the mushroom shit, it fucks me up too much. But like, I see friends on mushrooms. We're just laughing. Whatever is gonna induce yeah, that laughter. Yeah, mushrooms are not conducive necessarily to pot. Although I did do mushrooms at Post Malone, and we had a great fucking podcast. We were tripping, and we mm. were we were laughing our asses off. And he seems like a good kid. He's a great guy. Yeah, Post is a great guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he's fucking cool as shit. He's so relaxed and has handled fame well oh yeah i always look at people who have had like immense fame and how they've managed it and navigated it well he's drunk a lot that's well, one of the best ways to handle it that's dude, how Chappelle does it right but yeah you see it right <laughs> he's talking to the kids fucking dripping sweat like it was crazy did you see the recent uh Chappelle thing mm -mm. oh he did like a talk Chappelle's most oh the netflix thing yeah i did not see that i haven't seen full i've just seen clips but i gotta watch it but like the most boss move of him is using netflix as his instagram right like, he's just like hey i got a video eh, put this up ted well they'll take anything from Chappelle. yeah they're like what do you got a hundred percent like he's, he's like, like i'm taking a shit and playing the guitar like run it let's go run it is john mayer there <laughs> like whatever makes he's it in a tub singing about <laughs> is a wonderland but yeah man yeah well um, it's, we were talking before the podcast about what happened. So today is, uh, what's today's date? Today is the 22nd, mm -hmm. which is a Friday. And, uh, just yesterday, Chappelle's show got canceled yep. in Minneapolis yep. in a venue that was, did Prince own it? I think that was the Purple Rain venue. Right. I don't know if you've ever owned it, but I think that was... Like synonymous with Prince. Right, with Prince. Yeah, I think it was called First Ave. And something happened where First these Ave. people decided that Chappelle is problematic or transphobic or what have you. And mm -hmm. so the venue, at the last minute, like a couple of hours before the show, canceled his performance. Yeah. And he had to move it to the Varsity Theater. Yeah. And uh, there was protests. And yep. And you said you, one of your buddies was there? Yeah, one of my buddies went. So they moved it to this other theater. And uh, first of all, the reason why they, the venue canceled is because all the people that work there threatened to not go to work. That's what I'm hearing. So it's not like they felt like this, you know, never-ending, like, urge to, like, protect the community. Right. They wanted Chappelle. Everybody wants Chappelle at the venue. But if everybody is at the venue is going, I'm not going to work, then you can't exactly have a show. So they do it at the other show, uh, this other venue, and then the protesters went to the other venue and were kind of like, 
I don't know, for lack of a better term, like harassing the people that were going to go to the actual show. And my buddy went there and they were trying to fight him. And like he wasn't even going to the show. He was going to see what was happening. He wasn't like part of like an anti-protest type thing. And Did it was he funny, make was, a video? No, but uh, he's, a, he's a Somali kid, right? I want to get you this. Red Band <laughs> sent me a video. Yeah, show me. What, of the eggs? Where the guy was going to throw the eggs and he no, got that no, shit kicked I don't out know. of his hand? Here, I'll, I've, I haven't seen it, so we'll see it for the first time together. But, will, um... but look at this real quick before you play the video, right? So a guy found out, one of the guys who was protesting was like trying to like fight him and fuck him up, found out who he was and then sends him a message, right? And uh, the guy's name, the guy's name is, uh, An is Anthony and his, he has his pronouns he and they in the bio. He and they. Yeah, he and they. Oh, sometimes I'm a they. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a he. And if you get it wrong... Yeah, don't get it wrong. You're a bigot. Yeah, you fucking piece of shit. So he goes, uh, hey, Abdi, uh, I've, I've talked with others who were there and closer to you now that the picture has become clear. I'm very sorry that the white guy started off the whole escalation and caused a bunch of bad assumptions. This is 100% why, as a cis white guy, I choose to follow the directions of the activists slash organizers on the ground instead of taking the lead. I'm there to support. It bothers me a lot that white guys do this and leave other people to pick up the mess. I'm going to delete my replies because they didn't pick up on what was actually happening. You know, I see your byline and MSR and Sahan Journal and look forward to reading some of your pieces. Mm. Hope our next meeting is more peaceful. Good night. Did he punch him? I don't Why know. Why did he say more it. peaceful? What did he do to I him? I guess they were just beefing so or something. So this is the video like that, that uh, Red Band sent me. It says, trans activists protesting outside a sold-out Chappelle show in Minneapolis. So let's play it and hear what they have to say. Oh, we have Queer phobes go home. Hostility out here, but it's not a lot of people that are hostile. It's a small amount. Yeah. It seems like there's like, if you're watching this, it seems like there's probably like 12 or four. Well, I don't know. It's hard to see the. Who knows? Yeah, but the, the thing about Chappelle's special mm -hmm. that drives me crazy, and this is one of the things that drives me crazy about cancel culture, air quotes, yeah. outrage culture, I should say, is that people don't know the full story, and they protest. And they get crazy and they have a narrative that they've either read or they've seen yeah. and then they just adopt that narrative and they run with it. And that's the narrative true. is that his special was transphobic. Right. So, but that special was not transphobic at all. It was essentially a love letter to a friend who committed suicide. I think, I think that depends on your definition of transphobia. I've talked to some trans people about this. And they feel if you do not believe that they are the gender that they identify as, if you believe that they're not that, that that is considered transphobic. So, for example, in the special, he's like, I don't believe that you're a woman. I don't hate you, but I don't believe you're a woman. Did he say that? Something to that extent. Uh, I, I, don't wanna, said, I don't want to mess up the exact words. I think he said that the gender, I don't know. Or gender is a science or something, whatever. Right. I don't, I don't want to mess it up. Sorry if I didn't get exactly right. But I think the sentiment was like, yo, if you had a penis, 
it's not the same thing as a woman. I think trans women go, yeah, we know that. Like, no, no, no trans women I've spoken to is like, yeah, I understand, like, biologically, I'm not a fucking woman. I get it. But inside, I feel like a woman. Right. And what is inside, I guess, matters. Is Here's what the question. Saying. How do they know if they feel like a woman? Bro, I don't fucking know. Have you seen know. the documentary, What is a Woman? It's my favorite documentary. No. Have you seen it? No, you, you told me about it. You got to watch it. It's, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's uh, Matt Walsh, yeah. who's this right-wing oh, yeah. guy. With the beard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has the best deadpan in the fucking business. Because all he's doing with these people is asking questions. Mm -hmm. He's not making assumptions. He's not being confrontational. He's just letting them say Poke holes in their, their stuff. And it's, it's fucking crazy. They're, I mean, th there's this one lady who's talking about babies yeah. knowing they're in the wrong body. You, you, Babies, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> like how does a fucking baby know anything? Yeah. Like babies sometimes think they're dinosaurs. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. brother was a Power Ranger. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, I I thought I was a ninja. Really? Yeah. For how no. long? And then you no. kind of like followed through. Like <laughs> you did Taekwondo. Like you committed to that shit way too long, bro. <laughs> well, I got really excited about Bruce Lee movies. <laughs> but but the thing the thing is about the um. Like the, I, I guess I identify thing is, and yeah. I was texting you this, but I thought it was really kind of funny. Like women actually opened the door for this because like we were objectifying you for your body parts for a long time. And you were like, we're more than that. It's what's inside that matters. And now the trans people are like, yeah, it's, it's what's inside. And now ladies are like, fuck, I, yeah, kind of. I mean, what about my pussy? I don't. You don't think that? JK Rowling, that's her whole thing. That's not what her whole thing is. Her whole thing is that you're not a woman just because you say you're a woman. What makes you a woman? That right. pussy, Joe. No, actually, you're every single cell of your uh, fucking body. Uh, Do you know that there's a there's a movement right now amongst uh, amongst archaeologists, okay, where they don't want to identify dead people as male or female because you don't know how they identified. Oh God. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's where it goes. You yeah. can tell. You could dig someone up that has been dead for a hundred years, mm -hmm. and you could tell whether or not that was a male or a female. Mm. Meaning, did they have a double X chromosome or an XY? Mm -hmm. You could tell by the structure of their body. Mm -hmm. You could tell by many, many things. But trans people aren't saying that. From my, the ones that I speak to, they're not going. Yeah, I'm, they're not saying. Yeah, my biology is exactly equal to a woman. They're saying, I feel like a fucking woman inside. I feel like I'm in the wrong body. I don't know what the fuck that feels like. But if you say that that's how you feel, it is confusing. But I can't tell you that you don't feel like you're in the wrong body. But that was the original way they would address it. Now they just address it like it, in terms of like the most aggressive versions of trans yeah, people. Yeah, but the most aggressive they're versions saying, of I everybody. I am a woman. Yeah. They're not saying what they're, I, I guess, identify as a woman. They're saying uh, I am a woman. Okay. Well, the most extreme version of everybody sucks. The most extreme version right. of a dude from Texas sucks. The most right. extreme version of a dude from New York sucks. Right. Like every right. extreme stinks. Extreme right sucks. Extreme left but sucks. But those are the yeah. people who get the headlines because that's the wildest thing to react to. Like the reasonable human being that's on like the middle and has compassion for both sides never makes a fucking headline. True. Look the way they paint you. Right. It's like we all know who you are, right? And then we see how you get painted by the, these, the media because it's like that's what's going to get people to click on it, right? And yeah. it's like- it's a, it's a wild thing to even experience it because you're like, I know this guy. <laughs> like, I know who he is. And then you see the headline, you're like, eh, but that's what's clickable. Dude, even with my, with the fucking special, and I'm not trying to plug, but like, there's a certain amount of things that, that create an article. 
Yeah. Right? When I said I bought it back, when I said that they wanted me to cut jokes, that wasn't an article yet. When I posted one of the jokes they wanted to cut and it was an abortion joke, ding, 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 trifecta. Mm. Media goes after it. It's... No censorship, abortion, which is a hot fucking topic right now, and I guess buying it back is like a cool thing and like putting good it out. Timing itself. with the abortion jokes, Bro, it just Very shows. You know when I filmed it, right? Yeah, last September, like so long ago, quite a while. Nothing changes. Not much. Think about it. There are Biden jokes in there that are still relevant. Yeah. Gas prices jokes still irrelevant. Yeah. It was one of those things where like we waited so long because we had to go through the process and everything like buying back. So t- but talk me through the process because this yeah. we got sidetracked here. So how does how did this work without naming names? You don't have, or if you want to name names. I don't nah, look, here's the thing. I, the reason why I haven't named the streamer and people have said a bunch of things is because like the guy there is a good guy and he fought for it. But people have bosses, and sometimes you have to do what the boss says right so you know? what was the scenario well, i sold a, a special we right. had it ready to go Film even a special. before even before covid we had did the deal. you did you sell it before you filmed it yes okay yeah so you had a deal yep had a deal and everything come, ready to go did they come they to saw see me live, live. They, they saw, saw me live jokes? yes wow okay so they bought it they go we like it this is great at the show you were at mm-hmm. okay we're good everything's good to go <sighs> Basically, the Chappelle trans thing happens and they freak out. Yeah. Culture changed. They freak the fuck out. I go, I'm not cutting these. And they start saying these like weird like corporate terms like, you know, we don't want any punching down, which is like really the most like bigoted fucking way of looking at something. Like you have to look at yourself higher and above another person. And like, I get it. You see a white guy on stage making fun of every different culture and person like i'm calling i'm fucking making fun of a somali dude i'm making fun of women i'm making fun of like whoever it is mexicans like self too though a lot exactly i'm teasing me constantly everybody gets these jokes that's ethos you've been at the show you understand what it is and all these people they're coming for that they want to be part of it because they recognize i don't fucking hate these people i'm actually curious I don't like dissecting comedy like that too much to other people. Like with the comics, I'll do it. But like, I'm curious in your culture and I want to learn about it. And like, I understand that like as an outsider, maybe I have some cool observations that like, you know, but you didn't know other people saw. Right. And then like, you get to see that kind of get exposed and, and people really like that. Yeah. They like being represented by it. I make a joke about Albanians. The fucking Albanian community yeah. shares it like crazy. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it's a really cool thing to happen. Yeah. And... And we had this great fucking thing at these live shows where everybody walks in the door and they just, they turn off the, I'm offended by everything or whatever the world is outside. And it becomes like, I don't know what the, I don't even know what to compare it to, but it kind of becomes like, remember when you were riding the bus to school? Yes. And it's like, yo, we're all on the bus, bro. Yeah. Everybody's getting made fun of right. and you're gonna get some shit thrown in the back of your head And then you're gonna clap back at that motherfucker for having a big nose And he's gonna clap back at you and this girl's got red hair We're fucking lighting her up and it was just the best 30 minutes on the way to school Right, and it's like we've made that and it exists and it happens and all this fucking outrage shit is bullshit And you saw it in the room. It's right. beautiful well, the like, people that were there are the people that seek out that kind of humor. Yes, that is also That's true. That's the thing. It's like, is it okay to seek out that kind of humor? Now, if you don't like that kind of humor, don't fucking watch it. And this is the fucking, this is the crazy thing about it. Because 
I understand somewhat the, the network wants like take it down. And I'm fucking grateful I was even able to buy it back. Okay, that's awesome. I put it out myself, right? And I put it out on my website. And I'm only putting it out for fucking two weeks. Okay, there's a two week fucking window where you can buy it. It stops, I think, August 1st or July 31st, and the what last are you gonna day. I don't know. But whatever the fuck I want. Interesting. Because I own it. That's what I want to do. Why'd you decide two weeks, though? Urgency. I saw these amazing comics put specials up on like a platform like Netflix, and it's just like, it's a fart in the wind. Like, people go, oh, I'll get to it eventually. Oh, it's there forever. So I'll get to it. There's so much content. It's so much, and there's no urgency. I wanted a fucking pay-per-view event. Like, there's a reason I had fucking Bruce, and you connected me, so thank you so much for that. But, like, Bruce did the intro. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Bruce Buffer's the man. Bruce is the fucking... <laughs> dude, let me tell you something about Bruce. Like, and Michael Irvin has this as well. Michael Irvin, he, he had a term for it, man. I forget the fucking name for it. But, like, he's like, I'm a, I'm a hundred percenter. I go, what's that mean? He goes, whatever I'm doing... It's a hundred percent. Bruce is a hundred percenter. Yeah. Whatever. If he could have been easy, he could have had fucking no cards and read off the no cards. He he even said to us, he goes, "Let me give it another shot," and then fucking tore the roof re off the re place. Re uh, refresh this and do it from the top. Oh, this shit is crazy. We'll refresh it. I want to hear. Oh, he put the, put the headphones on. Mm. is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time! <laughs> out of New York City, he is the reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, the world! <laughs> He's like a tomato. He's as red as a tomato at the end. He's the best. He doesn't have to do it. Oh, of course he does. But he's 100% Oh, bro. he's all in. I mean, that's, he's the best announcer of ever. all time. Ever. 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 And it's like, he came through, he fucking did it, and then, and honestly, kind of cool story. The song that plays afterwards is by a, a musician named Russ, who is like the ultimate fucking indie dude. And he's the reason I posted shit on YouTube. He said in an interview that he wasn't getting traction, so he said, fucking, I'm going to put out a song a week. Ooh. Every week I'm going to put out a song, and I'm just going to get better at this and keep on putting it out. And I was like, fuck, I'm not working hard enough. If this guy could put out a song a week, I'm going to put out a clip a week. And I put out a clip a week on fucking Instagram and YouTube for a year. Mm. And that changed everything. So I hit him up, and I told him the fucking story, and I was like, dude, it would be an honor if we could have Ooh. you do a song. And he gave us a fucking unreleased song. That's amazing. To put on the thing. So that's, it was, that's dope. That's dope, too, that he was the inspiration, and then he brought it all around. Yeah. And he's on your show. I don't know. But, that's yeah, the nice. fucking the thing with the jokes is, like, I'm you not know, editing fucking jokes, Joe. I don't mind. Like, you write a movie for me, tell me what the fuck to say. If I right. agree to do it, I'll fucking do it. But I made this, and it, I'm so grateful for you for even shining a light on what I was doing. And, and creating this opportunity for me, like coming on this show for the first time, like not only changed my career, but I think it changed a lot of comics career because they also started doing the YouTube stuff and Instagram mm -hmm. stuff. And it really like transformed how comedy is, is done now for a new generation. Like literally it's like idea and then platform and cosign can, can shift the fucking industry, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, I can. It was yeah. after that fucking day, man. It yeah. was like, 
So, but I made my bones putting out comedy the exact way I wanted to put it. I had never done comedy on TV for a network. So the first- That's pretty amazing. But the first time I do it, I'm gonna start clipping jokes and like cutting lines right. and watering Bang. it down. Fuck that, Fuck dude. that, yeah. So well, I was able to do this and like, this company, Moment House, who does these live streaming events, they're fucking awesome. They're like, yo, let's go do it. And, um, and we just fucking, we did it and it was, it was well, awesome. Well, you know, that's what Louis C.K. has been doing the last he's, couple of times. He's, he's the inspo too. I gotta give so much credit to Louis because like, if he didn't, and Tom Segura and Christina P, because they were doing the Your Mama's House Live. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Have so people will do it. No, but you I. You need to get in on that. They're fun, yo. Oh my God. They, I did one of them. Crazy? The, oh my, it's insanity. Yeah. The shit that they play is because you could never, ever, 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 ever play that on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. You only could do it on that platform, yeah. that pay per view platform where people know what they're signing up for. Yeah. It's horrific, man. Yeah. I, I drove home like dry heaving. <laughs> I was the host of Fear Factor for six <laughs> fucking years. Like it's I've like, seen some shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm driving home. Yeah. Just thinking about what the fuck I saw. Yeah. It's horrific, man. But Louis did it. He sold his. Yeah. And like I was like, okay, this is possible. Now, Louis, I'm looking at you're a fucking superstar. Like, I'm like, can can I do that? Can I like approach it? You know? And I was like, I think we can. I think that if we get the word out, we have, you know, we have a podcast and we have people who subscribe to the YouTube channel. I think there's, and obviously my friends who are willing to support it. And I was like, I think we can do it. And, um, but yeah, if Louis didn't fucking do that and have success, I also didn't know how successful he was. And I kind of felt like embarrassed to ask him, like, how much money did you make? Right. Like, that feels weird. You know what I mean? Right. Like, money's a little gross in, in that regard. And, um, but then uh, I heard that he did pretty good. And then Tom was giving me advice about the whole thing. And it was... Yeah, it was just fire. And it can that, be yeah. done. It can be done now. Uh, there's ways to do it if you have a big enough reach and a big enough platform, as long as you're not getting fucking censored. You know, if you're not getting... If, if, as long as you have some social media where you can put it out and you have, like, a, a network. But, I, you know, you got to feel a little bit vulnerable just for relying on companies, relying on Instagram or Twitter. And, you know, it seems like that's the whole reason why Elon wanted to buy Twitter in the first place because he felt like there's just when Babylon B got censored that was when he really stepped in it's like this is ridiculous I, th I thought it was really cool what he did with um he went on their podcast after that mm -hmm. and I've seen you do these types of things too which is like n nurture the people who have been wrongfully removed or silenced yeah and he don't have to do that. That motherfucker's busy. Like, I mean, you saw the picture of him on the boat. Yeah. Like, he's been working. Yeah. He like, is the whitest motherfucker that's ever lived. I, he, like, well, he never sees the sun. He's a volleyball. Yeah. Like, a I, volleyball. I, 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 look, I looked at that. <laughs> he is, right? Like, I looked at the picture and like I- Like a corpse. Bro, I, I hit up Akash and I was like, put your money in Tesla. And he's like, why? I'm like, this motherfucker's working. He's oh, not yeah. outside. Like, Jeff Bezos yeah. is buff and fucking tan. Like, Amazon's in someone else's hands. Yeah. But Elon is in the factory still. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's cooking. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it's an independent American company mm. that makes automobiles. It's the biggest independent American company African ever. American, bro. That's true. But it's an American company in terms of like it was all founded, started, built here. They're even building microchips now. They're doing everything. Because like during the COVID crisis, one of the things that got really highlighted to a lot of people is our dependence on other companies uh, in other countries rather yeah. to produce stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the reasons why, you know, the United States is 
they're they're spending money and and putting a lot of effort into the manufacture of chips mm. and right before they were about to announce this uh Nancy Pelosi's husband she cuz he knew apparently maybe what do you think maybe got some inside news uh bought 5 million dollars worth of Nvidia stock cuz he knew the shit was going to go up which is wild that that relationship with Nancy Pelosi and insider trading and her husband is wild do you know that she's better at stock market picks than Warren, Buffett. Warren Buffett and George Soros. She can do no wrong, bro. She should she should quit what she's doing. You know why she's she better can do no that. wrong, Joe. You know why. Why? Them heavies? Them fucking heavies, bro. The heavies? Dude. <laughs> when I saw those things, dude. dude she sends me a picture dude. of her and next to it is a guy like lifting weights. <laughs> Barnyard fucking bonkers, yeah, dude. They're giant. It was it was truly like she's got implants, right? I don't think so. Come on, dude. I think they're so big. They were just sitting high like that. She's well, eighty they're, years they're old. They're propped up. No, but no freckles or nothing. Like they look, they look no good. No freckles. The, the, you get freckles when they're big. I mean, when you get ninety, well, that's you start like getting sunspots spots. and shit. Yeah, whatever. She had none of them. Well, they were like pristine. Huh, dude? You I think I, they're I, fake. They're fake, bro. Really? I DM'd you and me Park afterwards, and you said, "Are they fake?" No, I said, "I'm those, leaving you." Do you think those are real? I think those got to be fake. But look at know. that fucking body right kinda, there. I don't know. They look kind of fake. No, she's she's got it, bro. But yeah, is her husband a crook and is she a crook? Absolutely. 100%. But does she have the stupid fat tits? She's yes. She's got freckles. She's got titty look freckles. Look at those. Look at those Should yabos. we be, if they are fake, should we be able to to comment on oh, them? Look at that, the inside. What is like that? Where, the, the, where they touch in the center and then... Oh. The chaos. The Grand Canyon. Above. That's all the stuff that's seen the sun. Yeah. But what's underneath. It just underneath. shows you. Like, Elon's got it right. Stay out of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> but goddamn, I had no clue. the size of those cans. Yeah, big, 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 You big, think those big. are fake? I think they got to be fake. I think there's something else in there. Well, they're definitely sticking out in an unusual way. They're like, yeah. they're not just big. They're big and out. Yeah. They're not like, yeah. like a tribe lady. Yeah. Where they're like sagging down. Yeah. You know, those suckers are out. Out. Could be some sort of a support bra, like a push-up bra. Or some silicone. It could be a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. And if that's the case, Joe, they are the people's titties. If my tax dollars have paid for those titties, those are mine a little bit. They probably haven't paid for them. I bet our tax dollars, whatever she gets paid per year, is mm -hmm. probably barely enough to support like her mortgage. Barely. Well, I was just trying to find an argument so I could objectify her tits. Oh, but you could just do that. You think that's okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like she's kind of enough a crook. of a scumbag. That's yeah. that's what I was thinking about. Like it's like Galen Maxwell. Same yeah, you thing. Could say she's got the, the big fuck. heavies. Is that the way you made it back in the day? What having big tits? Yeah, it's like Hillary got some sweet sweater pups. Does she? Have you not seen that? I don't even think of her as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she is. She had a child. What? A woman, Joe. Like, that's the question. What the is a woman? Okay? That's the crazy thing about this documentary. They say it's someone who identifies as a woman, and he it, goes, "Okay, but what is that?" If everyone who goes against you gets killed or ruined, is that a woman? Mm, no, that's uh, yeah, that's that might be a woman. The fucking Clinton hit list. Is that what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I'd like to agree what with is, you. What is happening? I mean, I'm just, listen, this is a comedy podcast. You know, we're just throwing shit out you here. See, don't you hear trust about the us. Latest guy, who? The latest guy who, um, he 
allowed uh, he got Epstein into the White House, mm-hmm. I think seven times, mm-hmm. um, and he was you know a part of the whole island thing. Mm. This guy hung himself with an electrical cord. 30 miles from his home at a ranch and shot himself in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah, no one does that at a ranch. It's too, like we were talking about earlier, it's too peaceful, it's too you serene. Like, if you're going to shoot yourself, you shoot yourself in the head. Yeah. A uh, family of Bill Clinton advisor who admitted Jeffrey Epstein into White House seven times has blocked release of files detailing the death scene after he was found hanging from a tree with a shotgun blast at a ranch 30 miles from his home. See, this is the stuff that we didn't know before the internet. This and everybody is wild. Was just... Well, I knew because you of knew. a book that I read a long time ago called The Strange Death of Vince Foster. Vince Foster was a guy who was involved in a real estate adventure. In Arkansas, was yes. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A corrupt real estate thing that went side, sideways. And they found this guy. He uh, had the gun in his hand, mm. which you never do. Mm. When you shoot yourself, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you don't this is what still happens. hold on to it's the like gun. It's like this bang. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't like hold the gun. He's on the ground with the gun pointing yeah, at his it's head. It's like a Perry Mason TV yeah. episode. <laughs> you fucking idiots. Like, that's not a way to kill somebody. Not only that, there was less blood in his body. Mm-hmm. Like, then there, there was less blood at the scene of the crime than was missing from his body. So they moved, so they moved his body 100%, yeah. and they put him somewhere. Yeah. And they put the gun in his hand, which all those things point to murder rather than suicide. And it would have incriminated Bill, right? Yes. Now, does this, this is part of the body count? Yes. Now, He's does like this prove one of the early ones? It's worth killing. But this doesn't prove anything. He ends up becoming. We president. don't know what else he was involved in. Right. Look, it could have been he was banging some guy's wife and some guy, a lot of. You yeah. never, when yeah. someone gets killed, just because that person's corrupt or yeah. involved in a corrupt thing, doesn't mean they're the people that killed them. People that are often corrupt yeah. are involved in a lot of shady shit. Yeah. Like, they could be banging chicks, they could be banging dudes, they could be fucking selling drugs. Yeah. Who the fuck yeah, knows? You don't only do one corrupt right. thing, You're there's a, a lot of people guy. out there. Uh, yeah, you're a shady guy. Uh, when shady people get killed, people that are involved in criminal enterprises get killed. Like, yeah. Who knows what else they were involved with? These people like juice. They yeah. like the fucking, yeah, I'm doing something bad. Yeah. They like doing bad things. Yeah, that's their adrenaline rush. For sure. Hmm. That said, like, who fucking knows? So the Nancy Pelosi thing, right? Like, she's transparent about it. She's like, yeah, I think that private citizens should be able to trade. My husband's a private citizen. She well, says that she, flat out, right? Did you see the most recent denial of whether or not she told her husband? Was she in a bathing suit? Because <laughs> if she wasn't, I didn't see it, Joe. There was a, a recent, see if you can find the video. You, you got it here, put the headphones back on. Well, well when he gets it, you got to see this. Because her, first of all, there's a lot of bad actresses out there. Like Amber Heard's a bad actress. Yeah. Amber Heard <laughs> looks like Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> compared compared to, to her. <laughs> She's so bad. She's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fake. It's like, oh my god! Like we're 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 seeing yeah. this way. Look, she's an eighty-year-old woman. Okay, the internet is only like what twenty-five years old. Mm. Okay, let's listen to this. Pol- pol- husband has not bought stock based on any of my information. Listen. Listen. I think we have to go now. One more. He said, "Yes, sir." What are you saying? Uh, over the course of your career, has your husband ever made a stock purchase or sale based on information you received from him? No. Absolutely not. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She pushed the mic yeah. with yeah. that. She can just walk not. away. Okay. She doesn't have to push the okay. mic. Okay. Okay, this goes away now. Okay. Bro. <laughs> Bro, yo, so, okay. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, that shit was hilarious. That is so bad. Absolutely not. Gotta go. Oh, gotta go. Gotta go. Could oh. you imagine if you really were innocent? You would go. I. That is not my character. I would never do that. I swore an oath yeah. to be in this office. Yeah. I'm not about making money. I'm about helping people. Mm. So what if I make two hundred grand a year and I'm worth a half a billion dollars? That's just luck. Usual suspects. You saw the movie? Yes. Remember the guy that they knew did it? Was the guy that. Oh, so the guy that they knew did it was the guy that slept that night. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, right, right if right. you were accused of something you didn't do and you could go to jail, right. you're never going to sleep in the jail cell. You're True. freaking out. Your life is about to be torn right. away from you. You're not comfortable at all. Right. The guy who knows he did it. Sleeps like a baby. He sleeps like a fucking baby. I, I think I got this right. I hope I did. But that's a perfect example. Uh, like when yeah. you know you fucked up. Well, she just... She's just so used to having that kind of power Why and did... also that kind of influence. Okay. Why do we absolutely not? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. that. And nothing will happen. Gotta to me. go. Nothing no, will nothing's happen, gonna happen. Ever. That's what's crazy. Until Republicans get in control. If the Republicans get in control, they will do something. To Weren't try to they? Get... Weren't they in control in the beginning of? Uh, well, they probably profit Trump? too. That's the thing. Have you ever seen that's... like the Congress, the congressional list of Congress people who doing... benefited on the stock market? Boy, that's why you need a wife. Like, that's why you need a husband. Right. You need someone yeah. connected to you to do the dirty work. That's the Hunter Biden shit, right? Like, you you can't send a friend to the Ukraine. you got to send family. Right. This is like old school if you think about it. Like, that's how uh, they used to do it, but the problem is then you're directly connected to it. But isn't it better because those are the only people you can trust? Yeah, but he didn't trust his son. His son was a classic fuck-up. He was smoking crack on the street. Mm-hmm. Like he was smoking like Vietnam street crack. That's yeah, that's that's daddy issues right there. Like that 100%. is. hundred percent. I hate well, my he father. He probably wanted to get caught so that his dad would suffer because well, he his, wanted to be his dad liberated. Probably wasn't around exactly. Dad was probably a shitty dad. That's yeah. and and here's some. Sh you want to talk about like toxic femininity? This is something interesting that we subscribe to. Why is it that dad can only fuck up a kid? Like, if a dad's not around, the daughter becomes a hooker, a stripper, an OnlyFans, or something like that, right? It's, if he's fucked up Hunter in some way, like, there's no way Jill is a Jill Biden. Like, yes. maybe Jill Biden made him a crackhead. Like, he's, Joe's busy doing political shit all the time. Jill, what mm. are you doing? Yeah. Make sure your son's not a crackhead. I'm trying to say, like, I don't understand, like, why it's always on us. No matter what happens to the kid, it's our fuck up. Hmm. Present a mommy issues argument to me. Well, I think with men in particular, there is a thing that happens when a, a man grows up without a father figure. And then with women, the thing that happens is the woman grows up longing for male attention. Mm. I think there's a, a, a balance in nature that male, and this is not to say that a lesbian couple can't raise a healthy child because they can, or a gay couple can't raise a healthy child because they can, and it's not saying that oh, a single mom can't raise a healthy, because there's a lot of powerful people out there that were raised by single moms, but in some situations, there is a longing for that figure in your life, and mm. then you see it in other people's lives, like you go to your friend's house, and the dad's cool, and he takes you fishing, and everybody goes, you're like, God, I wish I had a dad like that. Yeah. That fucks with people. Yeah. Yeah, and when your dad is not just 
one of the most powerful people in the world at the time. He was the vice president of the United States of America, but also hooking you up with corrupt business deals. Yeah. So you know. Do you know he put his dad in his phone as Pedo Peter? Yeah, that's wild. Because his dad had an alter ego. It was, P- I think, Peter Hutchinson. What was uh, Joe Biden's? He had like a, like he'd check in <laughs> hotels under a fake name, yeah. right? Because he's Joe Biden. He always wanted to go and get phone calls from people. Hey, Joe, help me out with this fucking oil deal. Come on, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. So he puts his dad in his phone as pedo Peter. He hates his dad, bro. Peter Parker? Peter Parker? Yeah. But it's not Peter Parker. Oh, oh, okay. So that's why Joe Biden used the name Peter. Okay. Yeah, back in May it came out that. Well, that doesn't explain the pedo part. Yeah, that's yeah, the pedo is the one we have an issue with, not Peter. Peter. One of the fucking greatest memes I saw was that, that Joe's bummed out that he can't sniff kids anymore because that's as soon oh, as he found COVID? out that he got COVID. <laughs> yeah, 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 He's like, yeah. these kids don't smell like anything. What's going on? Is it officially over if he survives? Fuck yeah. It was over when Chris Christie survived. That's yeah. why I lost all my fear. Oh, yeah, that fat fuck can make it through COVID. I'm golden. When I got COVID, I wasn't even a little nervous. Yeah. When that guy survived, I'm yeah. like, oh, let me get what he got. Yeah. I'll skate through this shit. It's crazy, right? Like, like both of my folks who are older have it now. Right now? My, yeah. my parents just got over it. So just it's like, got over it. were you concerned? No, I sent them help. You know, look, I, I have sent nurses yeah. to 30 people. You hooked my wife up. Yeah. You I've, got us the monoclonal. Yeah, yeah, I've done it to like probably 30 people. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. And I, I do it because it's the right thing to do. And I want people to know that there's other ways to get out of this. That, you, you know, you, you, you don't have to just sit around and hope that your immune system takes care of it. Mm. Like there's treatments. Yeah. And it's just crazy that we could be so obsessed with a thing like do you ever i don't know maybe you move on beyond the shit but like the the collective wisdom towards covid now is kind of like what you got in trouble for right and like is there ever part of you it's like can i get a little fucking apology like y'all called me a maniac for years you said i was killing people and well now- people were nervous in the beginning people were scared and they really felt like if you had covid you did something wrong if you got COVID because they really thought the vaccine protected you. And people were dying. Yes. Yeah, this is undeniable. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Do you know that out of the people that even hospitalization, the vast majority of them were overweight? Like some, uh, this guy who I like a lot was like saying like how many cops were dying from COVID. I go, do you know any cops are overweight? He was like saying like, this is a real thing. Do you know how many police officers are dying from COVID? More than are getting shot. Uh, I'm like, do you know how many police officers are fat? It's like uh, 80%. Like, there's an astonishing number of police officers that are overweight. And all my friends in the tactical world, like all my friends that are SEALs and you know, high-level military guys, mm. they, it, they, they think it's disgusting when they see, like, overweight, like, obese cops. Like, do you know how crazy that is? To be a person that might be in a situation where you have to use your body to mm. either protect others or protect yourself, and you have slovenly eaten yourself into a fucking water balloon... <laughs> Of <laughs> fat and cholesterol, that is interesting. And sh- corn syrup, you fucking slob. Do 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 like military folks need to like meet physical requirements every year? Is there like a? Uh... It depends on what branch, what you do. Like seals, like you can't be a fat seal. I'm just saying, like, it seems like that's a reasonable thing. Well, you know, that's David Goggins' thing. He was always like, um, 
A lot of motherfuckers, they think they're savage because they was a savage for six months. He goes, if you're a fucking savage, you're a savage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'll run 100 miles, motherfucker. And he goes, like, he feels like if you're going to be a savage, I mean, he's a seal. He's like, if you want to be a savage, you're a fucking savage. Like, that's, that's who you are. That's what you do. Yeah. Stay hard. <laughs> Have you ever seen him, like, take a nap or something like that? I'm sure like, he takes naps. We gotta but find. I don't see it. We gotta find David. Like he sleeps. He sleeps. Yeah, he sleeps when he has to. Or like sneak a cupcake or something. Well, you don't like know that. what an animal that guy is. Like, let me tell you something about that guy. That guy, not only is is his knee, he's his knees are so destroyed that he was running on bone on bone cartilage yeah. to the point well, the where he had gone. to get bone on bone. Yeah, yeah. no cartilage. Rather, yeah, where he had to get. An operation because it's called I think it's called wolf syndrome where the bone grows in a deformity so my dad to has deal this. with the fact but he was the doctor looked at his knee and he said I can't even believe you could walk on this yeah never mind run thousands of miles yeah yeah he's a fucking animal Savage. that happened to my pops he was running marathons back in the day and uh and he had a bunch of issues but he was running them in army boots oh Jesus remember boxers back in the day Hagler Hagler, I think Ali too, and this was like the conventional wisdom. You run in a combat boot. Now combat boots are zero art support, completely flat. It's the reason why I think flat-footed people like don't have to go to the army or didn't have to go to the army. It was like one of the things. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't take you, right? And um, so his feet got all fucked up. His knees were all fucked up. No cartilage either of his knees. And then yeah, he started to have like one of his knees has started to like warp. You met my pops Mm -hmm. at the wedding, and then one of his knees started to warp. Mm-hmm. A little bit, and his right knee is kind of like almost like bent out. Yeah, it's a gnarly thing that starts to happen. Yeah, did he get it fixed? No, because he's—I uh, mean—he's losing his memory. You know, most his... of the time people have to get knee replacements when that happens. Yeah, but yeah. it's tough when like even like getting his teeth fixed and that kind of stuff is—it's a harder process when they are forgetting. Like my dad, you know, his, his short-term memory is pretty much gone, so long-term memory is still intact, but short-term is still there. Like memories divide into two different, I guess. Uh, segments or whatever so like the things from your past you kind of remember but the things that are happening recently you don't attach yourself to as much mm. and um so, so he forgets to do shit well yeah he just he, for, he forgets the things that he says to you and that kind of stuff now weirdly he's like the happiest he's ever been and i wonder if this is like <laughs> <laughs> don't remember things yeah, yeah like the stress so like he yeah. was you know he suffered from depression and that kind of stuff and like i wonder if in a weird way and this is like some duval level shit where like you know, what is your perception on this? It's very easy for me to be selfishly going, my dad doesn't remember a combo I had, but like the altruistic way of going is like, what if he's dealing with less stress and he's enjoying his day and he's reading his books and he's yeah. like, I don't Yeah, know. I mean, that's probably the way to look at it because- You can't change it, dude. You can't change it. This is what it is. Yeah. And like, if he's seemingly doing the best that he can for this situation, I mean, it's stressful for my mom, but like, if he's mm. if he's doing the best that he can in this situation, like- it doesn't help him at all for me to be lamenting what it's, he's going through. It depends through. about the economic situation, right? Like if your dad's well off enough so that he can get care and get people to take I'm care of him. always take care of my father. And you just sort of ride off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. That is what it is, you know? <laughs> but yeah, man, it's an interesting... It was, it was really cool. My mom threw him an 80th birthday. My dad's like my fucking hero. I mean, like, you know, you were at the wedding. And like... Um, so your dad had you when he was fairly old. 40. My brother, 45. Old cum, Joe. It does the trick. Old nut. Old nut. What but about yeah. Elon's dad? He's 75 and he just shot a live one in there. That's going to be a great kid. Bang. Bang. Maybe he's doing it on purpose. Maybe he's trying to get kids on the spectrum. 
<laughs> Yo, it worked with Elon. It's like, I need as many Asperger's kids as possible. This is how we're going to change the world. Dude, that could be it. I wonder. I wonder. I, I don't know. But I wonder yeah, what that is. He's, um, my mom threw him like this birthday party, 80th birthday. And this was the coolest thing. And so all of his friends from like throughout life came. He has, he, there's like 50 people. At, and like to still have 50 people who like were affected by you at that age. That's amazing. Yeah, that was fucking touching, man. Like I'm 38 and I'm already like shedding friends, you know? Yeah. It's like, so all these people here and they're like dancing. And it was the most beautiful thing because all these friends are friends from decades ago. So it was like for a night, he had his memory back. Mm. Because all the stories that he talked about with these people, he remembered. Oh. They're baked into his long-term memory. And I don't know if he realized it, but for a night, he's normal. For a oh. night, he's talking about history and about things that happened. And yeah, he's saying some things and repeating a couple things, but they're also dancing. So it's like momentary interactions and a lot is like move. My parents had a dance studio growing up, so it was a big part of what they did. And like, it was this beautiful thing that my mom gave him. I, I don't even know if she realized like what a gift that is. Like to give, give your husband like normalcy. Right. And it was, yeah, I just thought it was the coolest thing. Well, that's one of the things they think happens to people and one of the ways to avoid some of the cognitive decline is to do a bunch of different things, like drive different ways to work, don't do the same pattern every day. Yeah. And one of the things that kills people is like the day in, day out grind of the same job, the same stuff with the same people, a lack of novelty. What is it? It, it, it builds elasticity in the, mm -hmm. in the brain yeah. tissue? You should always like try that? to do new things, try to learn new languages. Like Bertrand Russell, who was this uh, incredible fascinating intellectual was sharp as a fucking tack like deep 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 into his old age there's mm. some great youtube videos of him talking about stuff like deep into his old age mm. and he was just constantly learning he was constantly. constantly doing stuff just stimulating his mind like forcing his mind to learn and study and and consider things and you just can't yeah. let it's like i think it's probably like everything else like if it's like a muscle right like if you don't use that muscle, it atrophies. Yeah, and I think the mind is very similar to that. It's not, it's not not the same in like you don't see the physical growth of it, but it's like it's making connections, it's doing stuff that force it into that <laughs> that place where it has to be considering things, yeah. learning and growing, working. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the reasons why I like so many different things. Yeah, I like to do a bunch of different things. Yeah, I think it's good for the mind. Yeah, I really do. It's all but like. I'm saying that because I'm, I'm, that's like the positive effects of it. But I'm, in, I'm just drawn to doing, to doing stuff. those things. Yeah, and then, yeah, that's a nice benefit. It's a nice to doing benefit. all these yeah. things. So, but it's not like yeah. I've thought it out. But, but like, that's the tricky thing. Also, is like as you get more successful and more wealthy, you can remove inconveniences from your life. And sometimes people find it inconvenient to learn a new thing like to just pick up a new sport or a new hobby because they're going to deal with like the humiliating part of sucking at something. Yeah, you get soft. You get soft. And you're like, yeah. I'm just going to do the things that I'm good at and then that's it. I'm not going to try something different. I'm not going to change. So like low-key, this is, this is why fucking Larry David I think is the GOAT because like, like as a comedian, like it's very easy like when you get successful. And I think sometimes people get less funny when they're less successful because you remove the inconveniences mm -hmm. in your life that push you to write the bit. Like... I moved back to New York because I couldn't write jokes in Miami because life was too wonderful. There really? Was, dude, it, it was like people there, they want to hang out with their family. They want to party. They want to listen to music loud. They want to dance. They want to eat food. 
that is not anything for me to push back against. Uh, I yeah. need you raged about something, and then I want to take away your rage. Right. The more outraged you are, yeah. the more I want to take away. You hate Trump? I'm going to defend him. You hate Clinton? I'm going to defend him. Whoever you are really pissed off about, I'm going to find a joke. I'm going to find a joke. That's the fun for me, right? So it's like, I had to go back to New York. I had to be in a place where there are going to be people like rubbing against me. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, and like, what I what I admire about fucking Larry, David, is that like the guy has more money than God. He could remove himself from every bit of inconvenience in his life, right? He could if he wanted to, but he's so pure that even if he tried, it wouldn't work. Well, what does he do, bro? There, do you have the video of him introducing Ariana Grande on SNL? This is just watch this video. It's just. Just it just he can't not be himself. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All he has to do is introduce Let's hear this. Ariana Grande. <laughs> that's it. Ariana. <laughs> just leaves. <laughs> just leaves. Okay. He just, just <laughs> he fucks up the name, but it's not like you throw out a first pitch. Let me see this again. Ladies and gentlemen, Ariana. <laughs> 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 Joe, you could practice the name. You could just say it. You've uh, been to Starbucks. Grande is not the hardest fucking thing to say, right? Uh, right? But he just, and he knows he messed it up, and he doesn't even try to fix it. He goes, he just, why? Fuck it. Shit. I'm out. My job's done. Moves on. <laughs> it's like, the, why does ice need to be a circle? What's wrong? Like, it's, the world is constantly rubbing against right. him. Like, I, I thought initially that he did curb. And I was like, oh, is he just trying to tell people that like he was the talented one, not Jerry, and Jerry's getting all the fucking credit, right? And he's like, let me show these motherfuckers. This guy makes the B movie. I'm going to make fucking Curb. I'll show you the difference. So like, and who's a comedian here? And uh, and then I now I really think it's just there are things that bother me, and I don't do stand-up. I do this, and I just need to get this out in the world. Mm. I, it's not money. The guy's got money. Right. Attention, maybe. But I think there's a fucking purity to him. Well, there must be, right? Because he's not balling out of control with all that money. He was driving a Prius for the longest time, and now he drives one of them little electric BMWs. <laughs> Wait a minute, with like the half door thing? Half door thing? There's oh, like a no, 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 not that one. The 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 nerdy one, the shitty one. They're all nerdy. It's like the eye something or another. Not the cool one that looks like this a sports is, star. Yeah, look at that thing. Yeah, look at the back door. It's like weird. Oh yeah, it opens like suicide. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, it opens like a Rolls. Yeah. But yeah, huh. the guy is, he's pure, man. As far as comedy goes. The BMW i3, that's what it is. The cute little car. Yeah. little electric car. We were talking about, about this before, about like, um, like, like people's relationship with wealth. Yeah. And how, you know, you, you said something to me that like people, people will resent wealth if you showcase it and you brag about it. And it's like. And it is true, and I think you see this with like the Kardashians a lot, where it's like people can't stop looking at them, but they also can't wait to shit on them. Right. It's like and they hope they fall apart. They fucking hope, but they can't yeah. stop looking. So it's like right. They they're flaunting what they got, but every second they do something wrong. Kylie takes a jet from here to here. How dare you? You're a climate killer. You're. A I was reading an article about all the celebrities that are you know eco conscious and that are all flying, flying private, private jets. jets but they were detailing the short jets 
the short jet Three minutes. Ride. But here's the fa my favorite one. They were talking about Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. That Mark Wahlberg flew his private jet from L.A. to Van Nuys, and he could have taken a bus. That's oh. what they said. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, let me get Mark, Mark Wahlberg on a bus. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, you just show, like, he could just be on a bus, and he could just wear sandals, and he could just give all his money to Africa. Like, shut the fuck up. And, it's, and I think it's to your point. There's a fucking resentment of yeah. it, but you're so drawn to it. There's an attention thing. Yeah. So you can't, like, look away from it. And, and then I, I, I thought of Jay Leno. And that's yeah, what I was telling you earlier. Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. And yeah. I, I think something happens where, like, Jay loves cars. He has his fucking garage full of cars. His cars no, no, everywhere. No, he's got 11 garages full 11. of cars. 11 warehouses. I went to it. Wait, you did, did you do the show? I was you... on the show. Yeah. Which I was car on the did show, you? My 65 Corvette. Yeah, see if you can find the video. Yeah, um, I have a 65 Corvette that's a resto mod. It's a okay. fucking beautiful car. Have you ever seen it? No, you no, seen no. That one? Wait a minute. Was it in the studio in LA? Maybe. That's my car. Look at that fucking thing. Yeah, that's Come insane. On, son. And Jay Leno's the only person besides me that's ever driven that thing. I mean, since I bought it, rather. I've had it for like five or six years, I think. Probably I mean, a little gorgeous. more than that now. So I've been out here for two. So me and Jay, we're hanging out in this in this video here. We're hanging out in one of his garages, one of his warehouses. He had 11, look how I dress, what a fucking slob I am. <laughs> he's wearing fucking. jeans. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but on top too. Yeah, oh, that's right, he's wearing a jean shirt. He always, that's, that's what they call that's Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. But uh, his, his passion for cars is 100% organic. And yeah. he, look at that fucking car. Come I mean, on, it's bro. beautiful. That's America right there. Yeah, it's look beautiful. Look at that fucking thing. God. I was looking at that today in the garage. I just walked around my garage and stared at it. It's beautiful. I love it. It's America. But 1965, son. Here's what it is. You care about it. He fucking, he cares about the car. Like he knows the things about yes. the car. And when there's passion attached to something, I think that you stop judgment because it, he's not doing it so that other people look at it. Right. He's doing 100%. it because he loves the fucking car, well, man. Well, he is fascinated by automobiles, and he loves them so much that it comes through. And one of the things that I said to him, I said, you are so good at hosting this show. I go, this is like, you feel so much more natural than when you were doing Tonight Show. Yep. And he was like, oh, yeah. He goes, this is the real me. It's like the Tonight Show is like, I'm talking to people sometimes. I don't care about their fucking you show. You care about Karen Knightley's movie. I don't care about this movie or this like, 65 and not only that, he didn't get to pick. Who was on. Right. That's I... the thing the difference between podcasts and late and night. Late night. Late night, they bring you. Oh, you're gonna have this person and that person, and and then there's this band, and like you don't get. You've got to do your best talking <laughs> to, be to these people. To be interested in a boring actress yeah. or actor. And not only that, like I was looking at um, Nikki um, Glazer's Instagram, and she was talking about sitting down with Seth Meyers. She was like, "I had a great, fun time for seven minutes with Seth Meyers." I'm like, seven minutes. <laughs> so you flew to fucking New York to do for seven, seven minutes. minutes. Yeah. On this stupid thing that it's like, not that it's a stupid thing, but it's like, it's not, it's not as good. Yeah. It's nobody, not as good. It's, it's like, no one's going to get to know you in seven minutes. You'll have a fun story and people go, oh, I like her. And maybe a few more people will go see you at no. a comedy club. Maybe. No. But the reality is, it's like a shit way to, to, to have a conversation. It's like, it's. 
And that's what Jay was doing for the longest time. And now what Jay's doing is he has people on and he hangs out with them all day. And me and him were together for hours. So after, even after you're filming, are you still like looking at the cars? Oh and just, yeah, see, we went on a, he took me on a tour. It's 100% real. real. When there was no one around, yeah. he's showing me this fucking jet engine He's got oh, a, the Rolls Royce that he's has the jet, jet yeah, yeah, engine, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's got one that has a steam engine, yeah. and he has one that's like a tractor, but he put, it had metal wheels that it rolls around on metal wheels, and he actually had to put rubber over on the metal so yeah. he could take it on the street, because yeah. he drives all of them on the street. Yeah. He's got these cars worth a million dollars, and he just drives them around, like yeah. waving to people and shit. Yeah. He's real. And when you watch it, that translates. Yes. That's what translates authenticity yeah. and that's for the first time in his career Jay Leno exudes authenticity you're like oh you're a star well, like, the people he, didn't we, like him before because yeah. he didn't seem authentic because he wasn't being authentic and now they love him that show gets no criticism Jay Leno's garage is a fucking excellent show no one has ever said this is too much right no one has ever said Oh, you could be donating this money somewhere else. Exactly. Because it's like you're taking away the thing he loves the most. You don't right. want to take love away from someone. It doesn't hurt anybody that he has these fucking cars. And clearly, he's not wasting the money on clothes or something stupid. Right. Exactly. He fucking wears the same, same thing every shirt. episode. It looks ridiculous. I know, but that's how he dresses. He doesn't give a fuck he about what he looks fuck. like. He, he cares about the he cares about those cars look like. He loves He cares those about cars. their clean. Yeah. I mean, I think he even has like um isn't there like a way to like run them? Because oh, yeah. some of these are so old, you have to oh, run no, them frequently, right? He has a full right? staff yeah. that takes care of them. A full staff of mechanics. Like, there's a bunch of. He's got. He's got fabricators. Yeah. You know what that means? Like people that make fenders and shit. He's got like big sheet metal machines. Oh, they're replacing parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they yeah, can yeah, yeah. Make stuff because a lot of these things are so old. They don't even have the parts right. for them anymore. So he has fabricators that'll yeah. make him new fenders. So isn't shit. that cool? Like you see somebody who, okay. I'll bring this to Italy a little bit. Like I, I was when I was in Italy on my honeymoon, I went to Amalfi and it was amazing. And we'll go. There. And then I went to the Isle of Capri, right, which was naturally beautiful. It's called Capri. By Capri. Way. Sorry, Jesus Christ. So uh, Capri's a sun. Uh, Capri's sun. It's like a drink. Yeah, <laughs> the best drink. <laughs> so, so we're on this island, and it's like I'm there, and I realize it feels like everyone there wants people to know they're there. And wants people to look at them and look how big my yacht is and look I'm gonna oh, buy this right, right, thing right. from this store I'm gonna yeah. buy that and when I was on Amalfi it felt like people were there to enjoy the most beautiful coastline that could exist yeah and there was like this immediate I don't know it's exa it's stupid to call it disgust but there was immediate like change in energy when we went from this other place and there was probably equally wealthy people saying at this other place but they were the type of people who aren't like hey look how wealthy I am they were the type of people like oh, this is beautiful, and oh, this restaurant over here is, like, absolutely gorgeous, and I yeah. think you really like this experience. And, like, there was something fucking gross about seeing stupid Tommy Hilfiger's yacht with the big fucking flag. You need them to know it's your yacht. Right. It can't just be a yacht, Tommy. Right. You need them to know that it's the Hilfiger yacht. Right. It's just, like, like, I don't know, for that right there, it's a guy who loves a thing that he's doing. And there are people who probably collect toys that love what they're fucking doing. Yeah. And I like seeing it. And it makes me fucking happy when I see it. And I don't care how much money you spend on it. And I'm not even going to call it waste because it's giving you fucking joy. Yeah. When you're just, like, when I see, like, the fucking Saudis ship all their cars to drive them around in London and it's a fucking, like, orange Lamborghini. Right. Like, if my daughter fucks a guy who drives an orange car, I'll fucking kill myself. Ah. Like, I, I literally mean that. Like, what is the point of it? 
Right? It's all just, hey, look at all. The, and we have a little bit of that in us. Don't get me wrong. I right. like attention. I do stand-up comedy. But there's when you see something that yeah, the guy's you, obsessed you with. You like attention for your work. That's true. It's a different thing. This is, and this is, you like attention for the things that you create. The, the, the dance that you do on stage, the, the art that you create, the yeah. comedy, the way it gets into people's minds and, and enhances their experience and enhances their day. And they leave talking about that joke or this joke. Yeah. Remember when that happened and the, the Pakistani guy? Yeah. Ah! Yeah, it's yeah. like you make people feel good. It yeah. makes people feel better. That's a different thing than like, look at what a baller I am. That's yeah. like the lowest rung of wanting attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like you're associating yourself with something that has this value and I'm fucking guilty of it for sure But like the the real things that I admire and the people that I admire are doing the thing that they fucking love to do yeah. There's like an artsiness in it and I it, I love it dude and like I don't know and I, we were thinking about this like and I wonder if it's Something like coming up in New York. I didn't even realize this but like New York is a finance city We know it's finance and there's a lot of but there's something artsy about it like even in elementary school, they're taking us to these fucking museums and we're walking around like the fuck is all this dumb shit But like they're indoctrinating us at a young age like hey art is cool There's different types of art, right? And you should enjoy this and right. and there's something about like the people that get popular in New York even women in New York think like finance bros are douchey now They're still gonna marry him, but there's a moment where they're like oh, he's a finance bro. There's like right. this there's like this there's a coolness factor. Like, if you're good at your art, it could be painting, it could be whatever the breakdancing, it could be whatever it is. You're like elevated. And I think growing up with that, seeing people who are great at what they did, like my favorite comedian growing up wasn't the most famous. Patrice wasn't the most famous, but he was the best. And I fucking admired it. And I was like, that's the best. That's the best I've ever seen. And, and yeah, that is what I'm always kind of in inspired to do and create. And I still want to provide for my family, but like, if it's not, you want to do great art. That's it, man. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. weird, like oh, comedy's art. Like, I, I, but it is. But it's it, a oh. thing you create. Yeah, I, I'm not afraid of that word, art. Just like I'm not afraid of the word love. You know, there's a lot of people who are afraid of certain words because they, they they can have a douchey connotation to them. But I think art is what it could be. Painting. It could be like I love art. Obviously, if you go around my studio, it's filled, filled with it. art. Yeah, yeah. There's this artwork everywhere, yeah. all over this place. It's yeah. artwork. Yeah. I'm fascinated by people's artwork. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I think it's like the greatest thing that humans create, other than other humans, is these things where they express themselves through their work whether it's a book or a song or furniture like you make stuff i yeah. love engineering like that's what i love about cars i love the way they look but i love that someone created it yeah like it's it's a thing made from a person's mind like we were talking about like custom cars but yeah. like why i love cars like that yeah. corvette i love that someone made that yeah. i love this fucking clock yeah. This clock, someone made this. I love this this uh, this chimpanzee skull that's made out of symbols, brass like Zildjian symbols. It's got like the logo on it. Oh, the like back. drum symbol. Yeah, yeah, look right there. Oh wow. See, it says Zildjian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this dude cut this up. Shane against the machine. Yeah. On uh, Instagram, he's the fucking shit. I've got a few pieces of his. I have. Um, it, where's our army helmet? Is that in storage? 
probably. We brought it back from L.A. But I had uh, on the other uh, old uh, desk, we had a World War II Army helmet with a bayonet that he turned oh, wow. into a lamp. Oh, wow. That's not mine exactly, but it's, it's pretty like similar. It. But those are real helmets that they found in France in a battlefield. There's yeah. Apparently there's an area in France yeah. where you could find these things. They're all over the They're just the still there. Yeah, because these people just died and they left them there. Yeah. So many fucking people yeah, died no during World War cleans up II. after war. Uh-uh. Yeah, not in those spots. move on. There's yeah. a place in France that's as big as Paris that you can't go to because it's so toxic from all the bombs and the spent munitions. What is that? Find that, that spot. There's a, an area that is the size of Paris in France. It's uninhabitable this just is because of the war. World War One or Two. World this War is, Two. Okay. Okay. Pretty sure it's true. Either way. But still, um, like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a, an enormous chunk of land. And I look at this. Zone the red zone. Rouge. Yeah. Zone Rouge. Yeah. It's a a non-contagious area, non-contiguous area. Uh, throughout northeastern France, the French government isolated after the first oh, World War One, first yeah. World War. That's the, the trench, land yeah. which originally covered more than one thousand two hundred square kilometers. Yeah, was deemed too physically and environmentally damaged by conflict for human habitation. Yeah, rather than attempt to immediately clean up this former battlefield, the land was allowed to return to nature. Restrictions within the Zone Rouge still exist today, although the control areas have been greatly reduced. Yeah, yeah, just fucking devastated by bombs and shit. Yeah, and so this dude uh, Shane against the machine. Go to his Instagram page so you can see some of his work. He went there to get. He does a lot of dope shit with yeah. metal. He's an artist. I have like this really cool skull at home. Like, look at this cool hummingbird he made. Look how badass that is. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, his work is fucking incredible. Just really dope shit that this guy does. So I think that we have like a natural attraction to, to. Purity in art, and yeah, I'm, to things uh, people create. Man. Yeah, and and I think that you can tell the difference. Like I think, like for example, like a uh, McDonald's is an amazing business, and they've made this incredible, uh, you know, like workflow and like completely top-down integration between. It's basically like a land-owning company. Like it's to make this business was unbelievable. Right. That being said, like the quality of the food, which is consistent, which is important, is great. But you're not going. Wow, man, that was the best meal I've ever had. But then you sometimes you have meals and you're like, you fucking love this so much. Like I yeah. think partially that's why we're drawn to sushi, is you see how delicate they're putting together mm. these like a like a piece of nigiri, right? And there's like right. a single flake of a thing. And, right. one, and you're like, I think a little part of me is just going, you love this, bro. Mm -hmm. You fucking love this. Yeah, you're shaving truffles onto that thing and adding caviar to the top and salmon roe. And it's nice to see yeah. somebody passionate about yeah. it. And oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the Italian yeah. thing also. I think yeah. it's like, I don't know, you, just culturally. And I wonder if we get there too, but like the, these, this culture has existed for that. Italy's young, right? It, the, my, Italy's what, 1947 is when we get Italy? What? Italy, the country, is post-World War II, right? It's this, the Italian uh, Republic or whatever it is. And what was it before then? 1847, it was a, it was a monarchy, I think. And then before 1847... Oh, so as a government. But what, when, did it, when was it named Italy? I don't know. You can look that up. 
I feel it. I think 1847, it was like the papal estates or something like that. And I think for like a thousand years, it existed under that jurisdiction. And then 1947, I think we have modern, right? So Italy, as we know it, is younger than America. Right. But culturally, they're thousands of years old. Yeah. The food, uh, the interaction, just the way of life. We stayed in Ravello. Ravello's fucking Ravello's amazing. It's amazing. There's a, um, I'm a big fan of Gore Vidal, and Gore Vidal used to live in Ravello. That's where he did a lot of his writing. He lived in Ravello, had this house just overlooked off a cliff, overlooked the bay. Yeah. And did some of his great writing there. Did you the, read uh, pl- Gore Vidal's uh, thing on Venice? He wrote a book about Venice. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He's interesting. He's good. I like Oh, I he like was Vidal. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But he, uh, anyway, this uh, church across from where we were staying is uh, over a thousand years old. It's the one in Ravello or the one in Amalfi? The one in Ravello. Okay. And then underneath the church is a church so old they don't even know who made it. They don't know how old it is. And there's a glass, a glass floor, and you could look down and into this it. older church. So they built this new church that's a fucking thousand years old on top of an old church. So that's uh, from my Instagram page. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. The church of Ravel is a thousand years old and sits on top of the ruins of a far older church. It's a glass floor. You could look down at the old one. The people that work there say they have no idea how old the original ruins are. Yeah. It was dope as fuck, dude. But you could just walk around and look down. And see thousands of years of human history. You yeah. go, well, this is like how many fucking generations of humans? Yep. And there's these paintings on the wall. And there's one of them was a painting of what, what they thought was a whale. But. But like they didn't know what a whale looked like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, they, yeah. they had this like image of a whale. It's in that, that group of photos, I think. Around the same time, Jamie, I took a, it's like in that same time, so this is 204 Google. weeks ago. Yeah, I found it off Google, I couldn't get back to oh, it that way. But there was a, a photo of a fucking whale, yeah. and it's the weirdest looking thing. It looks like a fish with like a human face. It's like, it's so strange looking. Yeah. But it's like, these people had this version of the world. There it is. That was, look at that. Ta. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is that? It's got feet. Yeah. Yeah. Wild, right? It's swallowing it's a dude, human. Hey, I'm Ari. just hanging out here and the fucking whale's eating me. It's yeah. like Ari Shafir. It looks like Ari. Ari. <laughs> ah, it does look like Ari. <laughs> Ari getting eaten by a whale. But yeah, you, I don't know. Like You, you can just walk by something that's a thousand years old there and it's just out, it's just out in the open. Okay, so why is that so compelling? Well, because I, it's history. Yeah. I mean, it's also, it's a window into the... Humanity, what, right? Yeah, it's what happens we, yeah. to humanity over time. Yeah. Like, m- one of my favorite things was the Coliseum. Because you walk around there and you're like, how fucking wild mm-hmm. were these people? Mm-hmm. They used to fill that place up with water and have boat fights. They would stab each other from boats. And everybody would go, ho, 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 more wine. Let me fuck kids. And they, <laughs> and yeah, they were? They were fucking kids, yeah. They were, they were fucking everybody back then. Everybody, like there's that brothel in Pompeii that's like preserved. Have you seen this? I went to Pompeii. Okay, I don't you, remember the brothel, though. So they, you know, all the things that uh, everyday life are preserved. Right. And I yeah, think yeah, Pompeii yeah. was kind of like, um, I think, what do, you, what do you say? It's like, uh, I think Giannis said it's like, it was like the Hamptons for like people in Rome. Oh, really? So it was like their, their getaway. Wow. You know, and like they have pictures on the wall of the brothel. You can probably get it up of the sex acts that you can do. Oh, and it really? was gnarly shit, bro. Like fucked up shit, right? Let me see some pictures here. Also, big pasty broads. What do you got there, Jamie? Not a lot. I can't tell. 
Oh, look at that. What Ride. is that? That's uh, a girl with a strap on banging a dude in the ass. What is that? Now, what? <laughs> she's got a tail or something. Yeah. She's got a, what is it in her hand? A whip? Is that a whip? I have no clue what's mustache? going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah, it's people banging. Is that people. two dudes? Like, what's going on? I think that's a girl on top. She's just thick. Yeah, look, he's got his cock out. She's mm-hmm. about to get on board. Oh, he's Wild. Eating, he's eating box, dude. Yeah, he is. That's wow. I wonder when they first ate pussy. I mean, look at that. A... a dude's banging a dude who's banging a girl. Interesting. They get wild back dudes then. Dudes bang dudes, and that's something you could order. Some people say these were the menus because not everybody oh, could read. Oh, the menu. So you put the picture up, yeah, right? Yeah, give me that. I like the double-double. Yeah, give me uh, one on the butt and uh, two on the top and <laughs> suck my cock. Okay, so here's... <laughs> so, now, so what if... Okay. <sighs> Is this the example of... And I don't want this to get too weird, but like technology has increased over time, obviously. Now we have phones and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like... What we indulge in in our acceptance, we might get to the end of it, and then we restart. So we don't have cell phones yet, but they might have got to the point where it's like, yo, dude, fuck another dude, that girl's eating a goat's pussy, and then whatever it is, and that's just on the menu. And then eventually, I think humans go, all right, buddy, this is getting too far, right? And I wonder if that was like Catholicism coming in. I wonder if Catholicism was just like... All right, it's it's getting it's enough. You're fucking animals. There's everybody's fucking a little kid. Like we need some sort of sweeping control and some rules. Now here's where it gets fucked up. Stop the boy fucking. You're fucking too many kids. Everybody's fucking kids. Like every painter has a little kid that they're fucking. Yeah. Michael Stavros had a funny joke. This Stavros Hulk is is really funny. He goes, uh, they always talk about canceling R. Kelly. Like we haven't canceled Pythagoras. It's like we could separate the art from the yeah. artist there, you know, and they were all fucking little kids. Or Socrates. Socrates, all of them, fucking little mm-hmm. kids, right? So what if Catholicism comes in and actually regulates and is the stop fucking kids religion and then fast forward 2,000 years and they're just known for fucking, for fucking kids. the kids. But the way they fuck the kids is a little bit more, uh, we fuck them, but we, it's old school. Yeah, yeah, we don't talk about it. Yeah, we, it's we, not on the menu. We occasionally fuck kids. We just don't do it all day long yeah. like everybody and, else, you and, fucking animals. I know, and if we find out someone's fucking kids, we'll move them somewhere else. Yeah, we'll take We're them to some place where... Keep letting them fuck kids. Yeah. But what if that's what happens? Like, what if, no matter how progressive you are, eventually over time you become the bigot because that's just how society works. Like, the hippies of the 60s probably right now are going, what do you mean people are chopping off their dicks? The, you know what I'm saying? But they right. were the hippies. Right. And I and I wonder if like that is, that's what I really get excited by when I'm when I'm in like Rome and I'm seeing, you get to see like history in front of you. You're having dinner in front of the fucking uh, Pantheon. You know, like, and it's just. Well, I think people are always looking for, to resolve conflicts and they're looking to improve their life and they're looking to improve society. And when you you do that over the course of time and then you take into account like surplus and uh, luxury and you know time and you don't have to worry about being eaten by wolves and you have a, a lot more money than other people because you live in this castle mm-hmm. and you're a king and you want everybody to eat your shit in front of you nobody's like, telling you what to do yeah you start to right. indulge in whatever you want and if nobody can check that indulgence, it starts to get weird. Like, I'm not one of these, like, we got to get rid of porn. Like, fucking porn's great. Do whatever you want. But, like, how close are we to just dad fucks a daughter? And is that too much? Like, when well, does it become I've too seen much? i porn where two, uh, a mother and her daughter do porn together with a guy. I mean, like, that come, is just isn't that, like, sad. 
It's sad, That's but it's also sad. like, wait, like this is what we do as humans. Like we indulge, we want the dopamine hit. We go further, we go further, we go further. Right. And then I think eventually, societally, there's this sweeping correction. I imagine maybe it happened in Egypt. I imagine probably happened in Italy. Like I think these things end up happening. And I just wonder how far you go, how long that takes before that, you know, before yeah, that well, club I think comes down. One of the things that happens is you get to a point where, and I think this is where society is headed. I th we get to a point where we recognize that our animal instincts, our human reward systems, our need for ego, our need for control, our need for lust and revenge and all those things, they get in the way of ultimate progress. Our ultimate progress is achieving enlightenment, right? Uh, evolving and transcending this physical monkey body and becoming a part of like this cosmic awareness. So how do we do that? Well, we do that by abandoning our genitals. We're going to have to get past our desire to breed using sexual intercourse, and people will eventually breed just by some sort of genetic manipulation. Oh, you think we'll stop fucking? Yes. Yes, really? I think that's what the aliens are. When you see aliens, they're almost there. They, you never see an alien with a giant dick, like, what's up? I've never Come seen down an here alien. to fuck everybody. But alien, like the archetypal alien that Dude, what you if, see. What if Lazar they, said that? There's like, there's this. giant hogs. There's an extra piece in the spaceship. Hogs. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have three hogs. They all have three hogs. Yeah, they fuck three, three different people at once. I think that's when you see the aliens, they have no muscles. Mm. They have no genitals. Mm. They have these like spindly arms and these giant heads. I think that's where we're going. Even if aliens aren't real, I think what it represents to us is like this is like if you take where we are now and you extrapolate, you you go further into the future. You say, well, where is this going to go? Well, that's where it's going to go. Mm. If you go if you go back to like Neanderthal. Right, they were this hulkish, covered in hair, super muscular, dense, thick bones, and then you go to the modern man. Modern man, like the average person that works in an office, are fucking, you know, a little pot belly, little tiny arms. Michael Sarah. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. hurts all the time. This is this is like where the human body is going, mm. and then it eventually will transcend that to become sort of some sort of hybrid of machine and biology. So you, so you subscribe to we're going to be like transhumanoid. I think is the term. Yes, transhumanists. And yeah. some people say we already are with our phone. Yeah, like, we already are. We're already yeah. some sort of a cyborg. We definitely are. And this becoming attached to carrying a device around will make open the door to it becoming a part of your body. What is the argument against? that like what do people say that push back against that you know outside people, of the religious argument just I think the fucking if you go back in time to ancient man they would say I prefer to like hang out in trees and throw shit at each other I don't want a car what are you an asshole you could die in a car accident <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean it's like change is inevitable and progress is inevitable and innovation seems to be an inherent part of what it means to be a human being it's like how you and I are interested in art. Well, art is creation. Innovation is also creation. Innovation is art. Like this phone is art. Yeah. I mean, 100%. it might have been made by slaves, and it was for sure. If but it's this good. This thing is the designers. It's horrible, like who had to put it together mm -hmm. in a fucking awful factory in China. But the design of this is so pleasing to the eyes. It's gorgeous. So it's a piece of art. I mean, it's mass produced and everything, and it's just, but it, this is a piece of art. This iPhone is a piece of fucking art. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. If you saw this 20 years ago, you'd be like, what the fuck Blow is that? Mind. And then if you could watch videos on it, you'd be like, 
If you just saw, I mean, we don't think of ourselves as being much different than people who live, like, you know, today it's 2022. If you could go back to just 2002, there was nothing like that. I had a phone <laughs> yeah, in 2002. Yeah. 2002 was when Fear Factor was around. Yeah. I had a little tiny flip phone. Yeah, the Razor. Yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. You know that photo that I have of that prostitute that has her tit out? No. You know that photo that was in the bathroom of the old studio? No, bring that up. I was at Fear Factor. It was downtown L.A. And I was in downtown L.A. And we were filming. And this lady walks by. And I'm standing out there with my phone. I don't know if I was making a phone call or what. But uh, she had a meatball sandwich in her hand. And uh, she pulls out her tit. She goes, you want some of this? Like this. And I just hold my camera up and I took a photo. And it's such a perfect photo. That's the photo. I love it. Dude, that looks like... Leslie like Jones? Like we posed. <laughs> but, it <looks laughs> like, but it looks like we worked this out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, No, no. That lady just walked by. Look, yeah. that's a production truck behind her, a tractor trailer. Oh, wow. And I just took a photo of her with a flip phone. Yeah. And like, I mean, this had to be 2003 or something like that. Fire. Fire. And I've had that photo forever. And then we, we got it like blown up. And now it's, uh, it's on the wall. But that was like a phone from 2003. Mm -hmm. Like that was as good as it could get. And I was blown away. Look at this. That was like a one megapixel camera. Are like, we, look at this. Are we living in the greatest transformation Ever. in history? Ever. More so than printing press. More so than yes. telephone. By far. Okay. More so than anything. More so than flight. Yes. Like more so than anything. And and the people that lived before printing press and then during yes, like I, I even think the kids right now who are like nineteen don't understand what we've experienced, right? Because we grew up without the internet, no internet, right? Saw internet transform, right. just just telephone at home, right? Like if you didn't have call waiting, it's just a busy. Like kids don't even know what a busy signal is, right? Isn't that interesting? That's wild. Like you sent eh, me to voicemail, eh, eh, like eh, fuck, you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> we, what do you mean? It's a, what a joy. You Text can tell me, me what you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I, I, you know how like when you hear about this throughout history, like the, the, the big changes happen, there's like great rejection of these changes. And yeah. People, I think we've handled it pretty fucking well. Like we've embraced this well, change. Well, because these changes Benefit provide me so much excitement and so much of a dopamine rush. Yeah. You know, it's easy because you're addicted. Mm. And it's like, oh, you know, these changes, like, we've embraced Adderall. It's because we're addicted to it. So maybe that's how you get, if that's how you make change, you make sure it benefits the people. Like, yes. Like, Amazon has changed the way that we consume goods. Yes. And it might be killing the mom and pop shop, but it benefits us so much. We're like, yeah. I'm not going to complain. Is it a union? Okay, but, it, or no, not a union. Is right. it a, what is the? Mon a mon monopoly. Monopoly, yeah. but it doesn't matter to me because I get things so conveniently and so cheaply. So right. it's like, if you want to... Move us in whatever direction. Make sure you nurture us. Whereas before, during like monarchies, it was like this is is it's going to be this, right? And, and the you got to fucking poor, deal with let it. Let them eat cake. Let them eat motherfucking cake. Yeah. Do you know what cake was, by the way? It wasn't it was cake. cake. No, it wasn't cake. You're talking about the Marie Antoinette quote, yeah. right? Okay. It was like what's left over from making bread, like the little crusts and stuff. Oh, so that quote is completely taken out of context. Yeah, yeah it's not cake. Because the quote was, yeah. uh, give make, them make bread. Make sure that's true. Make sure that's true. But I'm pretty sure that's what that was. I'm pretty the, sure yeah. let them eat cake meant like the the like leftover scraps of bread that were left over when like you put the batter into the 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 
cake tray, the pot, the the bread tray, mm-hmm. and it spilled over into the oven. That I think that was the cake, like the re- the remnants of the bread that you could scrape out of the bottom of the pan. Right, that was cake. Okay, Let so it was the scraps. scraps. Because the way the story's told is like they're like Marie Antoinette is like, well, if they're starving, give them give them bread, and then they're like, there's no more bread. Well, then give them cake. Like she was so right. She was removed. so like removed from poverty. Yeah. Kind of both, almost as what I'm reading. We'll put it, it up was, so we can read it. Because it was brioche, so there's a difference. Apparently. Yeah, but it's just bread. Brioche is bread, bro. Luxury bread. But it's Ooh. fucking bread. It was said it was considered luxury food. Yeah, but it's still bread. But still, imagine being okay. In brioche, a bowl. A bread enriched with butter and eggs, considered a luxury food. The quote was taken to reflect the princess's frivolous disregard for serving peasants. Or, or, or her poor understanding of their plight. Uh, while the phrase is commonly attributed to Marie Antoinette, there are references it, to it prior uh, to the French Revolution, meaning is it, impo- it is impossible for the quote to have originated from Antoinette and is unlikely oh, wow. that it was spoken by her. So, but what is um, when they talk about the, the scraps? Is that true? I, I is that accurate? Don't know. Um, Google, uh, let them eat cake referred to, uh, scraps left over from the making of bread. Cause I think, I think that's. How do we get another ice cube in here? Do we got any We just make a phone call. Oh, okay. We know a guy, Jamie, we know a guy. Get some ice cubes. You want a little top off? Thank you, sir. Little Japanese whiskey. Oh, Jesus, someone's yeah. trying, trying to get me hammered. Hey, bro, we're going to have some fun. We're talking history now. Yeah, we always have fun. You know the... Um, yeah, I don't know, another, meaning, another article about another the one? meaning of... The it real the story thing. behind Let Them Eat Cake. This is the same thing as the brioche stuff. Uh, but does it... Does Cake doesn't <laughs> refer... See if you could find that, because I, I did read an article that said it was a, it was even grosser than Let Them Eat Cake. <laughs> it was more disrespectful. Cake yeah. tastes good. Yeah. That she was referring to, but it, apparently, if they're saying "let them eat cake" wasn't even her phrase, that it was an older phrase. Versailles was a letdown, was it? That's where that's where she said that, and uh, that's I think where they like stormed her and her husband. But like, you didn't think it was cool? No, it was it was like kitschy and like I don't know. It was all it was just unimpressive. I didn't right. I didn't like. Yeah. What was the most impressive thing in Europe? Rome was the yeah. most magnificent city. I think, and I haven't been to Greece because I think everything from like that, what is that period of time like called antiquity? Mm-hmm. I think that, I think from that period is probably the most impressive. But being in Rome, like in America, when we have like ancient sites, we kind of like block them off a little bit, right? And right. Like uh, it's not only like pay a fee to get in, it's more like we have to protect it. This could go right. wrong. Rome is like you walk you, around on it. You, you, you're you're literally sitting in front of the Colosseum. You right. can touch it if you want. Like yep. there's nothing stopping you from like being immersed in this ancient world. And to me, that was the most profound feeling I've ever had in a city. Yeah. Like like Paris to me is the most overrated city. And I I, I went there thinking it was going to be awesome. Oh, it was the gonna... food is insane. They get dessert because they use butter, and the, the Italians don't get dessert because it's just olive oil. They, they just don't understand butter. Tiramisu. Tiramisu kind of sucks, bro. What? Honestly. It's yeah. my favorite. It's kind of... I, I mean, you go get, like, real French dessert, man. Like, I mean, it's... Like what? Any any of the patisserie stuff, like, any of the kind of, like, baked goods they're incorporating, like, the Ooh. cream and just... It's uh, me hungry. Yeah, it's amazing. But, uh, but the Italians... I know, and the Italians stole all the shit from the Greeks. That's the other thing about like you're in when you're in Rome and you're like learning about it. You're like, oh, cultural appropriation 
just happens when shit is hot. That that expression sucks. It sucks, dude. Because I don't it's like, like it. I'm not humans using take it. the cool shit. It's just a way for people to control other people and try to say that's mine. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's not yours. It's a whole culture's. Yes. Like the idea that like. Only Jamaican people can cook Jamaican food. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, 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 Just yeah. shut the fuck up. And like, the curries come from India. Yeah, and people get <laughs> mad at folks that fall in love with other cultures and like get really interested in whatever yeah. the fuck it is that they make. Yeah, you know, like if someone's making Italian food, but they're actually from Spain, people get angry. Yeah, like this is this guy Rick Bayless. He's actually Skip Bayless' Skip brother. brother. He's like yeah, a renowned he's a chef, famous right? famous Mexican chef, yeah. but he's a white guy, yeah. and people hate on him because yeah. he's got this incredible Mexican restaurant in Chicago. But yeah. this guy is in love with Mexican cuisine, yeah. and I've been following his videos for years. I mean, yeah. he's like a genuine connoisseur of Mexican culture and Mexican food, yeah. and they hate on him. Yeah. The, all the fucking woke dorks. Yeah. They get mad because they don't know. They probably colonizer. don't know how. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, my favorite. Yeah, Did you yeah. see that video from Portland with this fucking <laughs> yeah. fat dude is yelling at this woke lady? Yeah. Call you fucking colonizer. <laughs> to go back where you came from. He's like, I'm Native American. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where do you want me to go? <laughs> what does this mean? But colonizer. yeah, it's, it's just like stop talking. I think that's there are a few uh, terms you could use nowadays to like just stop somebody from talking or yeah. stop somebody from maybe profiting on something. But no, they just want to stop the argument and that's win. It. I don't want to debate you. They wanted the nuclear yes. option. Yes, yes, they yes. Drop a colonizer on you. Yeah. Boom, you're a colonizer. Nazi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to colonize. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. She's but that's not a colonizer. She was born in 1995. The fuck are you saying? The fuck are you saying? No one was colonizing in yeah. 95, you fucking asshole. That's the thing, man. And by the way, you're sloppy. Yeah, you're, you're sloppy. sloppy in the way you talk. You're sloppy in your arguments. You're yelling at her yeah. to try to intimidate her. Yeah. You're just gross. Yeah. It was just wokeness in this the grossest in a form vacuum. possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah Untouched wokeness. At yeah. some lady while you you did some douchey shit in traffic and you want to like divert from the fact that you're an asshole yeah. by calling her a colonizer. That's really what it is. You yeah. divert from like your own actions. You could just call somebody something, make them radioactive, then you don't have to discuss anything with them, and then you could just be an asshole. Yeah, well, that guy's a sloppy dude. He's probably yeah. sloppy at everything he does. Yeah. Just lazy and sloppy, and that's yeah. why he's, like, yelling at her, calling her a colonizer. It's just <laughs> yeah. a sloppy yeah. way to think. <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. embarrassing. I get. I bet that guy sucks at everything he does. I bet he <laughs> sucks at eating pussy. I bet he can't play baseball. I bet he sucks at chess. I bet he just sucks. I, there's no way that guy's really good at anything. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we still do comedy. <laughs> this is the. This is your Larry David moment. <laughs> is it? You still are affected by the world. Oh yeah. And we need to talk about it. Oh yeah. And we and we are irked. And we're pushed. Well, it's it's and, interesting because we we have foes yeah. now, you know, and wokeness yeah. is a foe of comedy. Yeah. It's diametrically opposed to comedy, and it's absolutely killed comedy movies. Yeah. Comedy movies are fucking dead and buried, <sighs> unfortunately. Yeah. It's hard to make a good comedy movie today, kids. It's well, fucking hard. You might be able to make one and then put it out yourself. Yeah. And then make some money on it. Yeah, you could do that. I think that Like that, Shane Gillis style. Yo, Shane's sketch series was oh, absolutely I want to show you this one that hasn't been released this yet. This is from season two? No, no, no. This new one that hasn't been released yet. I think season two he's going to put out. Gillian Keeves is the series. Yes. So I think that it's going to come out soon. I don't know about seasons. There's no season. They don't have a network. <laughs> it's nonsense. They're, they're, they're like, they're trapped in the old paradigm. But- 
the point is, it's like he's got one that he sent me. Mm-hmm. It's like a new edit of this this Trump one. Can we watch he's, it? He's got no, no, no. We should can't. I text him and ask him if we no, can no, watch no, it? No, no, we can't. We can't. It's you not sh- done yet. He's okay. still editing it. When when it comes out, we'll show it. Yeah, it's so goddamn funny. He's great, man. It's so funny. He's it's he's so really funny. Great. It's about Trump. It's about Trump and Hitler. That's all I'm gonna say. It's so funny, man. Like I was watching it and I was like, oh, oh, crying, yeah. laughing, like, yeah. oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, dude. He's got. But you yeah. could never. My point is like whatever what he's doing, you could never do if you had to run it by someone who was like a production company yeah. for for a movie in 2022. But they yeah. would never let you. But this is the good thing about the internet right now, and this is like why you got to take advantage of it is that because there's a void. There isn't a void in interest. Right. Human beings still want it. Like they still love hilarious shit that they know bro, you know, they know it's just fun. I put out a comedy special on a fucking website, nobody knows what the fuck it is. People are like mirroring it from their laptops. Hundreds of thousands of people are watching it. That shouldn't happen right. if the streamers are doing their job. If you're doing your job and putting out great content that's easy for people to access. I shouldn't be able to sell a single fucking one. Well, I don't know if that's true. I don't, I, I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think that's think, true. I don't, I don't think, think that's true. Here's I, why I don't think that's true. Because you've already established that you're very funny. And that's the only way they can get your comedy. On YouTube, on Instagram. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's like the the, the fact that the streamers didn't... It's not that they didn't do their job. They have a fucking billion hours of content. And they can't get people to watch it. And there's No, they can. They can't, Joe. Lots of people watch Ricky Gervais' special. Lots of Ricky, people watch Ricky Gervais Chappelle's is, special. is a grandfathered in bona fide superstar. What about the new Christina people? Christina Pazitsky special killed it. Christina murdered it. She did. Murdered it. And But she, Christina also has her own platform where That's she true. can generate interest. What I'm That's trying to true. say is like- But you do too. I've done Netflix and I've done YouTube. Anybody who's done Netflix and YouTube knows the difference in terms of what they give you. And you can talk to any comic who's been on this show, or you can talk to them off of the show, and what do you ask mean them in terms of what they give you. What do you mean your about? your career, how oh, okay. you access yeah, to yeah, people. Yeah. Like yeah. we know hilarious comics who have stuff on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, on Netflix that nobody's seen. Nobody's seen. Literally, yeah. they can't get people to see it. Yeah. So it's like that is a problem. That is a big problem. And the algorithm there is just not as good as the YouTube algorithm. No, YouTube algorithm is no, the best. Nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. Nothing. So it's like. They know what you want. They have so much fucking data. YouTube is Google. Yeah. The, the two biggest search engines in the world are the same. Right. YouTube's second. Google's first. They're both working together to give you the exact things that but you want. what you did is put some stuff on YouTube and then use that, yes. the fame that you got from that, and then transfer it to this new thing. And then that new thing, which is just your website. Yep. It takes off and it yep. becomes hugely successful that you're just releasing your own thing, your own way. And, With and, help from my friends like you, obviously, and other people that want to push this and want to make this happen. Like, that's huge. That's an amazing thing about today we, is that we're all in this together. We, we're publicists. We're all yes. publicists, bro. It's like- And, and we, we have an organic network. And we, like, when Shane puts something out, I go, Shane, give me the clip. Yeah. People need to see this. Yes. And we do that for one another yes. because we fucking, we're, we're like little art bitches. That's what we are. We yeah. love fucking good art and yeah. we want to put it out there and we want to showcase it. We want to give people platforms. And that's, I don't know, that's an exciting thing. I, and you don't probably give yourself enough credit, but like, I think your benevolence has made other people go, this is what you have to do. And I say that every single time I talk to you, but it's important that you know these things that Comedy and entertainment in general was a very selfish endeavor. People were fighting for scraps. They were yeah. fighting for cake, right? It's like, oh, I need this role. I need a, how can I beat out this person? And you started something that made people go, oh, shit, wait, you can be more successful if, like, you help out the other guy that's successful. And well, then- you just can't think of it like 
once you have enough, you have enough. Nobody like, in entertainment thinks like that. Who goes, I have enough? MGM goes, I have enough. It's foolish. It's foolish. Weinstein didn't think he had enough pussy? Right. Well, you know I, he, well that's a different thing, right? He's so gross. Yes. <laughs> but he he's fucking disgusting. He's, those girls. he's disgusting. He probably couldn't believe it worked. Every time he Every got a starlet time. to suck his dick, he's, he's like, like, this is again? crazy. And he had a horrible dick. Do you know he's his dick, he had a disease where his like dick was like half rotted off? No. Yeah. Yeah, one of the women who had sex with him, when she saw his dick, she thought he was trans. She thought something was no. wrong with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had like a, he's got a disease where his dick is like rotting off. There's horrific- So God was stepping in. God was just like, hey, if we get rid of it, if we chop it off, he can't keep doing it. Oh, my God. Imagine if that's God, what the gave, creators. Whatever. Maybe it's just his own horrible conscience maybe that too but maybe that's built into the design making uh, the one thing if a guy is thinking with his dick the worst thing that could happen is his dick rotting off then he can't do the Ah, bad thing ah, just chunks of it falling falling off constantly it's a crazy disease bro you got to see this disease google harvey weinstein's dick disease Wait, yeah, wait got, till you. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to do this on his laptop. Now he's flagged. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie has Jamie, Googled was, art from 2,000 years ago and Harvey Weinstein's rotten cock. That's the beauty of the show. <laughs> it's the best. It can go anywhere. It's, but yeah. But, I don't know. I, I, like, so this is Harvey Weinstein's deformed penis explained. Look at him. He looks like he had a deformed dick. Yeah, just dick a looks fucking like him. rotten guy. Maybe it's why he was so testy. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein suffers from acute infection, the an acute infection that contributed to his deformed penis, according to a recent report on the convicted rapist, a disgraced movie mogul's deformed genitalia is a result of a life-threatening bacterial infection Oy. known as Fournier's gangrene. According to the report, yeah, gangrene of the cock. The infection can strike middle-aged men and diabetics. Well, he's probably diabetic. Weinstein, yeah, 68, is both. When bacteria enters through a cut or scratch in the genitals and spreads through the bloodstream, some patients require skin grafts, but more extreme cases, such as Weinstein's, require an operation to remove the testicles. There it is. The deformity was first revealed in court when actress... Jessica Mann, one of Weinstein's accusers, said she felt compassion for Weinstein after she saw his deformed genitalia, which appeared to have scarring as if from burns in his nether region. According to writer Phoebe Eaton, whose three-part series on Weinstein featured the current issue of Airmail, Mann said that her first impression was that Weinstein might be intersex. When she saw the deformity, jurors at Weinstein's New York rape trial early this year were shown nude pictures of the disgraced movie mogul, including a full frontal shot showing his deformed penis. Among the side effects of the illness is erectile dysfunction. So why don't we like... Yeah. I would love to see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, love yeah. to see it. Oh, here, wait a minute. Go back there. Go back there before you do that. Look at this. His assistants were often dispatched to dis- secure Caverject, a drug that is directly wow. injected into the penis wow. before intercourse wow. that can cause an erection. Yo! So here's the crazy thing about him. He wasn't even horny. He ha- right? Because he wasn't getting it up. Yeah. He wasn't like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm trying to fuck all the time. He was so crazy that he was injecting his dick. And maybe the injections were what caused the infection in the first place. Because he's sticking a needle in his cock. Okay, images. Yo! Yo, 
yo, yo. No, keep no, it keep up. That Don't up. you take that and down, everybody you son that's of a listening bitch. to audio only, tune into the video. No, I don't even think I can show gangry. this. No, he can't show this. He can't show this. You just have to look it up yourself. I mean, yeah. it just it but is. But look at these images. This, yeah, this is, is insanity, dude. This is fucking repulsive. Wow. I mean, there's just a gaping wow. hole just, on that one to the right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is horrific. And this is what you get when you're out here raping women. Oh. Simple as that. Oh, my God. I'm t hey, listen. This is Some rough. cultures call it I karma. Jesus Christ. I have Christ. to pretend this is like a horror movie so I can block Look this. at that one with this guy <laughs> with the, like, awful. where you see his hip bone. Yeah. Go to that one. I can't. Click on it, bitch. Which one? <laughs> the one with the hip bone. That's like my right brain's, by your, my to brain's the right of your cursor. You know no, where it is, one motherfucker. More right, one more right. Keep going. Green. Next one. Oh, that one. Bam. Click on that one. That's his hip bone, son. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I'm starting to shake. That's the hip bone <laughs> poking through the fucking skin. I mean, it looks like he got bit by a shark. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, that is just repulsive, dude. Oh. This is what happens, bro. Through I'm just, cut. look. Pompeii, there were fucking animals and shit. Volcano erupts. Yeah. I'm just maybe sometimes there's some justice. If there was an island and rich ladies went and Russian boys ate their pussy, would you even be mad at all? Like if it wasn't an Epstein's think. island? Let me think. Let me think. Less mad for sure. Less mad for sure. If it was like McGillicuddy Island and I'm <laughs> <laughs> There's a lady named Karen McGillicuddy, and Karen McGillicuddy, she secured a bunch of these <laughs> Russian gigolos, these underage boys, most of them like 16, 17, but they had right. fine working cops, right. and they serviced these rich ladies. A lot of these rich ladies How whose husbands left them money, but the husbands were assholes, and they cheated on them and left them billions of dollars, so these ladies would skirt off to an island near the Bahamas, and uh, these guys would be flown in, and they would dress up like sailors, and just go down on their pussies. <laughs> we wouldn't feel as bad. I wouldn't feel bad at all. Not only, you know what it is, the age for it being fucked up to to boys is younger. Well, also, yeah. At a certain age, like, you would feel uncomfortable. If there were nine-year-old boys right. on that island, you'd I'd go, feel bad. these bitches need to but die. But 16-year-old boys, eh. They'll be fine. And that is, the, that it, maybe that's what we need to acknowledge. Like, boy age yes. is just lower. It's different. It's fucking different. It's different. Yeah, it's fucking different. It's like, different. Are they manipulating these boys and making them do something? Yes, but for whatever reason, we're less protective. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. like we kind of look at like a 16-year-old boy as an adult in certain situations. Like if a 16-year-old boy like is around his mother and his mother is being like disrespected, you're like, hey, you're, you're not a boy. You're an adult. Go protect your mother. What the fuck are you doing? It's very different. I don't put that on a 16-year-old girl. I, I, right. I, I, the mother should protect that girl. Right. And maybe that's like baked in sexism or something, but no, nah, I... I yeah, yeah, we look at a younger a boy differently. Yeah, we look at boys, especially very, if it's very female to male, male to male, different, different, different. Right? This we're is... like we look at that boy being objectified by a male because we look at the males being the, the 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 they're the villains. Isn't that interesting? Like because they want to penetrate with their cock. Yo, penetration There's is a big difference between penetration. someone penetrating you, you and versus you, you penetrating licking them. them. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, licking yeah. them or even sticking your cock inside of them. But but like if the woman wants you to stick <laughs> like I had a bit about this like if, it was a bit that I think they made me remove really? from one of my specials. It was a Comedy Central special. I don't remember no, remember. But the Are whole they still bit, around? 
they were around when I did this. <laughs> this was, uh, the bit was, it was almost 10 years ago. The bit was that if you see like a, a high school football coach that gets arrested because he was having sex with girls in the high school, you'd be like, that fucking piece of shit. Like that motherfucker needs to go to jail. But if you see like some hot teacher in Florida getting taken away in handcuffs because she was banging a bunch of football players, the first thing you think was, which one of those pussies told his mom? <laughs> and they didn't want it? Like, it was that my boy? If that was my boy, and he was getting, he was crying on TV. Because he talking fucked about, I'd be like, get in the fucking the car. Fuck yeah. What are you doing? Why'd you tell your mom? Bro, Listen to me, bro. You know what's funny? Is that we all knew we wanted to fuck our teachers a little. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that's where it really comes from. We knew that there were certain teachers, like the young teachers... Like, when I was going to school, they started having, like, assistant teachers that were, like, 20. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing around me? You're three I'm years older than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you might get it talking like that to totally me. totally get it. Like, I remember once I went to a bar, and my teacher was at the bar. Whoa. And then, you know, in New York, you have a fake ID. When you're younger, we're going out to, like, bars and clubs. My, and we were fucking drinking. With the I'm teacher. like, with the teacher. I was like, yeah, we should. She was assistant teacher, but I was like, we shouldn't be doing this. How old was she? Probably 22, maybe. It's like and you, you right like after 17, you graduate. 18? And I was 18, I think, in my senior year. So were you thinking? Like, uh... What was I thinking, John? <laughs> I was like, I'm trying to get molested. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let's make some headlines, baby. <laughs> they just arrested a teacher the other day. Some hot lady with a fucking yeah. one wonky eye. <laughs> It was just always like something wrong with them, just but, slightly off. But in that, like, that's like the honest conversation that like is hard for people to digest that the yeah. rules are. They're different. They're different. Yeah. And maybe, and you know what happened? The problem is that like, we know the rules are different. So then some lunatic comes on and they like stretch the fact that the rules are different. And then people start to listen to them because they're making a little bit of sense. Yes. But if we had just a little bit more wiggle room in yeah. things, I don't think the extremists even exist. The fact that everything's so rigid only the loudest voices come out. If we just listened a little bit more to both sides, any fucking debate, abortion, anything like that, yeah. if we just listened a little bit more and we're like, yeah, I kind of get where they're coming from a little bit, you don't get the extreme voices. Right. But when nobody's heard, the loudest voices are the only ones that make noise. Well, it's also people dig in their heels and defend their side and never want to look at how other people see things. Yeah, because it's so tribal, dude. It's like right. people like, and this is something even like, like with the special, like I had a lot of like people reaching out asking me to come on their shows. And I'm like, like political shows. And I'm like- Political shows? Yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to be mascotted. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like right-wing political Yeah, shows. exactly. And, no. I, and I told it's them- It's always right-wing It's always right-wing. The left-wing <laughs> ones don't want to have anything yeah, to do with they, anybody they won't call. like us. They won't call. Bro, they, it's, it's, and it's crazy because what amazing? I said is I would only do one if I had the opposite to balance it. Right. And I go, I appreciate the support, but you got to understand, if I do this, I'll be mascotted. And then people will make this about a political thing when it's comedy. Right. I'm loyal to the jokes. My side is comedy. Right. Your side is comedy. When we're doing stand-up, yeah. it's not like we're going to change the world. Yeah. It's what's the funniest thing to say. Sometimes it is that teacher fucking, the student is funny. Yeah. That's the funny thing. Yeah. The 16-year-old boy getting some pussy from his teacher? Funny. That's funny. That's funny. Objectively funny. Why'd you tell your mom? High school football coach fucking a 15-year-old girl. Not funny. Not funny. Make you angry. Not, makes you pissed off. Yeah. So it's like- 35-year-old man, 15-year-old girl, you violent. Fuck that guy. We gotta get him out of here. Right. Like, we gotta but get him out of here. 35-year-old woman, hot, big cans. 
How is that? Fifteen-year-old boy, did you come? <laughs> did did I? Did you come? <laughs> well, then what the fuck did are I? you crying about? <laughs> Yo, you know did what else? Did she suck your dick? Was it hard? What are you saying? I'm just saying. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> I actually think, like, I know this sounds crazy, but like, I actually think there's like a little bit of like heroism in those women that do that because like they know no sixteen-year-old boy can satisfy them sexually. Like at sixteen, I was busting off. Like, yeah, but once, but you could bust off four or five times in a row. Once you get that second one in you, uh, nah, yeah, 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 it yeah. last a little. Second nut, I'm yeah. a champion. Yeah, you can fucking <laughs> last a little. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But here's here's where you'd get upset if you found out your 15 year old. Yo, so many women are like judging us on our first nuts. Yeah, come it's like, on. What do you, uh, Listen, it, back in the day, you had to come quick because a leopard might eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did I? Why did I learn this excuse at 38? Babe, babe, there's leopards it's around. Built in. That's true. It's built into the human. You had to Yo. come quick. You didn't have no time to be romancing. Bro, it's not our fault that. No, that, nature built us this way. And, and they didn't. And it didn't build women needing to come to get pregnant. Right. If it built women needing to come to get pregnant, they'd come quick too. Yeah. Do you know they taught me that in high school? <laughs> Wait, what? That women have orgasms when men ejaculate inside of them. So now you're just in the busting 1980s. In chicks. That's crazy. That's how dumb sex education was in the 1980s. Nah, that's crazy. They taught us that. Because I now, remember. I'm, 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 I know I'm not remembering this wrong. Because I remember being in high school, and I think I was like 14 or 15 years old going, I don't think that's right. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> limited understanding of orgasms have never been around one. I'd never made a girl come. I'd never had sex. But, but I kind of like, understood sex, and I'd seen porn, and I'd seen like magazines and stuff, and I'm like, I don't think that's sad. I don't think that's right. <laughs> and I remember a buddy of mine was telling me, yeah, a girl can't even come unless you come inside of her. I was like, man, that just seems sus. This seems very suspect. <laughs> like, this is like... That's how you have teenage pregnancy. But it's just... Right? Just, like, if right. you learn that in school, right. you're going to nut in these girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. that's the worst thing you could tell a teenager who's feeling insecure and wants to satisfy a girl, right. and now he's going to take the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And the first time, like, a girl came with me, it was like me going down on my girlfriend when she was, like, 16 and I was 16. And I was like, well, obviously the fuck, if I didn't come inside her. This is bullshit. Yeah. But I'm like, you sure you came? Because you thought she was lying because you thought- Do you remember those days where you weren't- Like, I remember the first time a girl made me orgasm from a blowjob. I nutted so hard my ears rang. (laughs) I've never had that since. I was like, my ears were like like, (laughs) I've been chasing that monkey ever since. I'll never forget this. Dude, when I was younger, this- I'm really young. I learned what jerking off was, but I didn't come yet. I'm no bullshit. I would- jerk my dick in the shower, stop, I would pee, and then I would put my finger in front of the pee, and then I'd taste my finger to see, I was like, well, is this cum? <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God in my life, I was tasting pee off my finger because I cum. didn't know what an orgasm was. I didn't right. know the feeling. You don't know the feeling yet, so there's no way to understand it. And then I remember the first time I actually did come, and I was like, I don't even need to taste that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
I remember one of the first times that I had sex with my girlfriend in high school, I pulled out and I shot a load in my face. In your own? In my own face. Because I was on top of her. Yeah. And uh, we were having sex. And I pulled out. And when I pulled out, I just went. <laughs> it just yes, shot dude. right in my mug. Yes. Because back then, you would shoot. Because I didn't really jerk off back then. Yep. You had it packed so in. I was shooting in. like a broken fire hydrant. Yep. Just. Yep. Puerto Ricans playing stickball outside. Yep. It was just going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hit my face once. Yeah. I hit my face. This side. A Whoa. girl was on top, hopped off, boom, smacked this uh, side I hit of my face. Right in the face. Yeah. Right in the nose, the mouth. Yep. It was just like And you know Whoa. what? You know what, ladies? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Wait, 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 what's all the hullabaloo about? It's also because it was my own. I still if don't want my own. Other guys, but I don't that want would that. be a real problem. Oh, that's true. <clears throat> I don't want other guys. But theirs, I mean, we're so, like, intimate with them. Like, when we're going down on them, there's no, like, the fluids are there. Have you seen that video? There's a girl, she's on a podcast, and she's talking to this guy about, uh, she's a porn star. She's talking to this guy about how uh, her boyfriend was asleep, and so she wanted to fuck her ex, so she ran down to the gas station. Cap. Have you seen it? Cap. I don't believe it's real. Really? It's in, like, Toronto, right? Like, the girl's, uh... I saw, I think, Six Buzz, which is a Toronto uh, Instagram account. It, like, it's like TMZ for Toronto. It's yeah, I great. don't know if it's in Toronto or America, but she was saying she, she her ex boyfriend came inside of her, and then she came home, and then her uh, current boyfriend ate her pussy and was talking about how good her pussy tasted. He was eating her ex boyfriend's cum. Cloud you don't chase. It? Cloud chase. Interesting. Do you believe that honestly? A girl would do that. I'd like to believe it because it's disgusting. <laughs> or is it hot? Well, it's not hot to me, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> Yo, let me take you to a brothel in Pompeii, bro. I'm going to figure all this out. Why, why are you so judgmental? <laughs> right? Exactly. It's like, yo, dude, some people want to eat cup. They've been doing this for thousands of years. Well, there's got to be a guy out there that does want to have a, a girl get cream pied and then eat the cum out of her. And, Those guys are real. And he shouldn't even know he likes it. How's that? Meaning, like, <laughs> how much how much other shit do you got to do before you're like, I want to eat another guy's cum right, out of a pussy? Right, right. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you go through the whole right. gambit of things? I remember I had this conversation with a girl. She was like, pineapple makes a guy's cum taste better. I go, how many dicks do you have to suck before you figure that out? <laughs> I was you're thinking. Like, asparagus? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Roast beef. Don't like it. <laughs> Pineapple. Hey. Hey. Funny you mention that. I'm Hawaiian. Blueberries. <laughs> Whoa. Blueberries. Dude, imagine. Funny imagine, you mention I'm Hawaiian. Imagine what a cock connoisseur you got to be to meet a guy and know what fruits or vegetables he's been eating to notice cupcakes. I taste coconut. <laughs> Yo. Oh, <laughs> fucking crying, bro. Imagine. <laughs> dude, imagine the girl who feels, to uh, feel comfortable saying that even. Right. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But I think she's being honest. Yo, a and girl, probably not even realizing how anybody's going to read into it. Bro, I was at, De there's a, com what's the comedy club in Denver? I can't believe I'm forgetting about it. You did a special there. Comedy Works in Denver. Yeah. A girl that works at Comedy Works in Denver told me one time, she's like, I got a douche. I'm like, Why? And then she's like, listen, I eat red meat and drink Dr. Pepper. My pussy don't taste that good. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Shut up. Bro, it was Let one of the funniest things. <laughs> I think you're wrong. It was one of the funniest things I ever heard. I eat red meat and drink Dr. Pepper. 
That is hilarious. Mm. What a hilarious thing to say. How many funny people have you run into that have never done comedy? Mm. So many, right? Bro. So many uh, really, really funny people this that is, just don't do comedy. This is uh, this is interesting because, like, um, I don't know. I, I, I love characters, like, in, in terms of people in general. Like, I, I'm drawn to them. Like, the people who are funny without even trying to be, they're just, like, so pure in their humor. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the people who make you laugh when they're being serious. Right, right, right. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like your favorite people, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... They can't translate that to the stage. The special ones can. Like Joey Diaz is one of those people who right. can take it from the street to the stage. Do you know Joey had to figure that out though? He yeah, he said Do that you like know he would... that when I met Joey he was not good at stand up. Really? Yes. Wait, Joey wait, wait, wait. was the king of the parking lot. So killed in the parking oh lot. Oh my god, killed. And then what what happened on stage that he just it didn't connect? It was uh, contrived. Well, Joey was trying to make it in Hollywood, right? Like he was trying to get be a, a sitcom or be a yeah. movie, you know. And I think he was too concerned about that. He was too concerned about like having agents come to see him, getting a manager. Like when you're just scratching by and you're staying on your friend's couch, like Joey was when I first met him, it's like a fucking, it's so, yeah. the difference between being able to get an apartment and go to a restaurant and buy a meal and not is like so delicate. There's such a balance that I think that fear like held him back. And then one day he just figured it out and it coincided with him getting fat, which is wild. Because he gave up on both things. He gave up on worrying what he looked like, and he gave up on worrying what people thought about him at the same time. Like, he would he would fart into the microphone and just, like, like it was nothing. Hold on, I gotta do it. Hold on. And then he'd keep talking like it was nothing. Like, most people, you go, a guy farting into a microphone, that's not even funny. No, you gotta see Joey do it. Because it was just, he would go like, Suka! And then he'd just, like, go right back to his... His fucking, it wasn't his bit. No, it wasn't his bit it at all. It was Joey being Joey. It was Joey. Joey being Joey. And yeah. there's liberation from not wanting the acceptance of the industry. Yeah. Like, I think Patrice even had a story about that. Like, he went to, like, Montreal, Aspen or one of these things, and he, like, played the fucking game, and he was trying to be the guy and got nothing out of it, and he was like, fuck this. And that freedom to just be you yeah. on stage, yeah, that creates the purity and the authenticity. But those people that are hilarious <clears throat> offstage... They yeah. could never translate it. I don't know if they can never, but they just haven't. But they could be done. They just haven't figured out how to do it. It's nice that they don't, too. Right. Just because they're funny, just funny. You're like Alex Jones. Alex is genuine, genuinely funny. Every once in a while, there's a clip that comes up on my YouTube. Okay? It's Alex is sitting. <clears throat> is it right here or the old studio? And he goes, Joe, here's the thing. I'm retarded. Yeah. He goes, I'm kind of retarded. I'm kind of retarded. Yeah. And I fall and out of the chair. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, this is, this is my favorite part, right? He goes, I'm kind of retarded. And then you go, <laughs> there's a moment where you try, no, no, you try to hear him out and then your brain, like something like old in your brain just switches off and go, this is the funniest thing that I've ever heard. Do you know that moment is so famous that people use that 
him holding his hands up like this and they attach it in memes yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. people know what he said yeah, yeah. when he had his yeah. hands like that. Yeah. So he doesn't even need to say and the it's thing. like me in yeah. physics class <laughs> and then having Alex was like. <laughs> <laughs> he was so funny on your fucking show. Dude, he fu Oh and my God. Dude, he fucking murdered. Did they pull your, there it is. They pulled the first one. Okay, Here it is, yeah, 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 we gotta watch it. Play I it from the, the beginning. Your face, hold on. Hold on, Look, here's the fine. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> There's a moment, and then you can hear you go. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> In that. <laughs> That's over. That dude it's is over. so funny. There's nothing left. But he's so funny all the time like that. We're gonna have dinner with him tonight. Yes, we are. Yeah. That's gonna be wild. He, what, he, what are we asking? Oh, we're just gonna talk, man. Just let him. He's, he'll tell us some shit about the Great Reset. Waitress, enjoy your meal. Me, me you too. Me. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of those. There's so many memes like that. <laughs> I'm kind of. <laughs> Uh, 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 that's the thing. Funny uh, people are funny, bro. Yeah, funny people are funny. And and funny is something. I don't want to like. Uh, there's this movie. Uh, that uh, there's this movie. The new Thor movie. Did you see the new Thor? I movie? haven't seen it. Is okay, it good? it's good. I mean, it's really good. I mean, the director is really brilliant. And and Chris Hemsworth, who I know you know, is a hunk. Hunk of man. Hunk of man. So Chris is. Is genius. Like I, I literally think like he's a genius at acting. I, I mean that seriously. I know it's crazy to like look at like a buff, like handsome guy and be like, he's really good at that. He's both funny and dramatic. There's a few people who've done that really well. Woody Harrelson can do that really fucking oh, yeah. well. Yeah. He can be hysterical. Or he can be natural born killers. Natural born motherfucking killers. Straight drama. Yeah. I mean and Jamie Foxx can do that. Jamie Jamie Foxx, I think, is the most talented entertainer. Alive, I agree. He could do anybody's. You see him do Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Chappelle. Yeah, the Chappelle one's insane. Is insane. You, it, sing, then play he can piano, sing like Ray Ray Charles. Play piano. The guy act, I, do stand up, do stand up, do stand up. He's do everything. So, yeah, he <clears throat> is. You ever met him? No. Nicest fucking guy. He, he's been really sweet to me. He's, he always comments. He reached out and like he's he's been really he's fucking awesome. He's a great guy. Is he cool? Like a genuinely yeah. great guy. And he could bust balls. Oh yeah. Him. Yeah, there's yeah, an yeah. there's a video of like him and Kevin Hart going on it on his radio and and yo Kev can roast. Like I'm talking about like in the room. Oh, yeah. Like if you go with Kev, oh, like yeah. dude is five five, grew up in Philly. Like he's yeah. he knows how to throw down. But Jamie can throw down too. And you think like oh here's this Hollywood guy who's a thespian and like a piano player. Mm -mm. He can get motherfucking yeah. busy. Oh yeah. And but but fucking Chris, there's a there's the actress in the movie. I forget her fucking name. Natalie Portman, who's a brilliantly talented dramatic actress, can't do comedy because you can't pretend to be funny. Right. You can pretend to be sad. You can pretend to be right, happy. You can right, pretend right, right, to be right. funny. She can't hit the funny. Chris mm. he is it. mopping the floor with this girl, bro. Is she trying to be funny? She's trying hard, dude. And and it's, I appreciate the effort, but it's it, a timing thing, right? I don't know what it is. Is it? Is it? Are you born that way? But if someone writes it out for you, doesn't matter. If it's someone, it's, but I'm saying if someone writes it out for you, it's a timing thing that you can't get. Mm, you don't. Mm. Yes. Right? Yeah, like the joke is funny, but the way that you're delivering it for whatever reason doesn't work. Like, did you ever see Punchline with Sally Fields and Tom Hanks? No. 
but I know the stand-up movie, yeah. It might as well be Doctor Strange. Because you're watching it, you're like, well, this isn't real. Like, why is everybody laughing? It doesn't make any sense. Like, they're they're killing, like, Sally Fields is killing. And you're like, this, this is comic the worst like, what the <laughs> fuck? Heard. But, like, if you see The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you're like, that they lady's funny. Yeah. She's fucking funny. Yeah. Like, it works. Yeah. At least season one worked. Yeah. You know? It's like, I believe that this is this frustrated housewife who gets gets a couple of drinks in her, and, and she's fucking hilarious. Lose. Yeah. Because there are people like that out there. Yeah. They, they really do exist. Yeah. There's a... Oh God, what was the guy from the fucking Honeymooners? What's his name? Ralph Cramden, is that his yes. name? Yes. Yeah, Jackie Gleason. No, no, Jackie Gleason, yeah. So word on... I heard, and I'm sure this is like old Hollywood lore, but like a couple drinks in him and he was... The funniest human being on stage. Oh, Jackie Gleason was hilarious, but also a great. You know, he was he played Minnesota Fats in The Hustler. That's the pool movie, the original yeah. one. That the was... original one, and he wasn't funny at all in that movie. Not only that, he was deadpan and dead serious, and he was like the top gambler in the world of pool. And Paul Newman travels from Oakland, California, to New York City to play him. And there's no funny in it at all. Mm. And this is like after the honeymooners. I mean, this fucking guy cut his, he made his bones Be being, being a comedian. comedian. Yeah. To the moon, yeah, Alice! Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, he yeah. was over the top funny. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he does this fucking movie where he plays this guy with a fucking carnation in his pocket. Is like, do you like to gamble, Eddie? You like to gamble money on pool games? And he goes, Big John, you think this boy's a hustler? And like they're setting up a pool game. And there's no comedy in it at all. And by the way, out of all the people that have ever played pool in a movie, he he's the it? only one that can really play. This is him right here. He can fucking play, man. You watch him play, like look at the carnation. Yeah. But when you watch him play, like Paul Newman couldn't play a fucking lick. But he's a stud. I would, he was a beautiful man. What a fucking stud that guy <clears throat> but is. But when huh? you watch this movie, as a pool player, yeah. when I'm watching Jackie Gleason play, that motherfucker 100% could play pool. Yeah. Like the way he's moving around the table, the yeah. way he strokes the ball, that's a guy that's played pool thousands of hours in his life. He yeah. could run 100 balls in straight pool. Now what that means is like he was, straight pool is like a, a dying game. Like straight very, pool or straight, straight pool? Straight pool. Straight pool is a game, it's otherwise known as 14-1. You don't play colors or solids. It's not rotation where you're playing nine ball where you have to run one through nine. You could shoot any ball you want, and you leave one ball on the table. You make that ball. You use it to break up the other balls, and you keep running balls. And, like, a really elite player can run 100 balls. That's like <clears> – <throat> Like, if you're a stand-up, you've been stand -up, doing stand-up for 10 years, and you could headline clubs. He headlines all over the country. He's a headliner. That's a guy who could run 100 balls. That's a rare thing. In the world of, of pool. And you're saying that he, he could was... Run, he could run yeah. 100 balls. <clears throat> that's very rare. That's hours. Ow. Hours Thousands of, of hours. And gambling. Because he was a gambler. So they were, they, he would play pool with a fucking cigarette in his fingers. So he would like have the cigarette in his finger while he was holding the, the cue. And then take a hit, put it down on the table. They would all be playing and smoking cigarettes. Jackie Gleason was a real pool player. Like, I, that was a guy who really <clears throat> lived... You know, really gambled, drank, the whole deal. You know, remember when, like, um, Texas Hold'em had this, like, like revolution, not a revolution, um, renaissance, yeah, if you yeah, will. Yeah. Like, it came up, and I think it maybe started with the movie Rounders. Do you remember the movie oh, Rounders? Yeah, yeah, Amazing yeah, yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was young and influential at the time, but I saw that movie. I started walking around with a pack of cards in my back. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I was in high school. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever, yeah. right? And uh, a horrible poker player, by the way. I think that... 
the same thing probably happened when Hustler came 100% out. 100% happened. It did, right? And yeah, I want, 100%. And, and then The Color ha- of Money. Yeah. It happened again in the 1980s with Tom Cruise. And one more yeah. could make it happen. Because there's a romanticism around the pool hall and oh, around yeah. the shark and the characters and like like the uh, this like weird, like, we love uh, the anti-hero. Like, you can be heroic within like a misfit type of world. Mm-hmm. It's like what's cool about Ocean's Eleven. It's like they're heroes, but they're all villains. Yeah. They're not necessarily good people. But they're going after someone who's worse. Right. And right, we right. like that. Well, what a real pool player is, is the glorious results of a misspent youth. You have, to, you have to be hanging out in pool halls to, to play pool good. You don't learn how to play pool good in your basement. You don't learn how to play pool good in a vacuum. You have to be playing with real players. If you want to be a really good stand-up, you gotta you gotta get you dirty. gotta get on stage. You gotta go to the cellar. Yeah. <clears throat> you gotta go to the store. You gotta go to the improv. You gotta do late night sets. You gotta do the road. It's the same thing with a pool player. Pool players do the road. You know they play on the road. Like it's literally called playing. There's a book called Playing Off the Rail, and uh, it's about uh, my friend Tony Anagoni and uh, this guy David McCumber, who was the guy uh, I met. Hunter S. Thompson's uh, editor. When Hunter S. Thompson, I forget what newspaper he wrote for, but uh, McCumber was Hunter S. Thompson's editor, and they wrote a book together where my friend Tony, who was a top flight pool player, they gave him, I think it was a certain amount of money, like ten dollars or $20,000 in cash, and they like they taped it to their body and shit and it traveled around the country playing the best players in the world and wrote a book about it and my friend tony who was a really elite pool player but very troubled guy during covid jumped off a bridge committed suicide he jumped off the uh, golden gate bridge yeah and um very very sad very sad because he was he was really good at a thing but it was a thing that just like didn't it didn't didn't have its time anymore like Mm. no one gave a shit about pool anymore yeah there was a moment where there was an asian woman that you would see on espn yes what's her name jeanette lee jeanette lee you'd see her on like espn and espn was covering pool a little bit and i thought pool was going to have a little bit of a resurgence there was a time where there was a show um i forget the guy's name who was the host of it was a comic who hosted it. It was called Celebrity Pool, and Jeanette Lee was the co-host. Mm. And uh, I played on it with a bunch of other celebrities. Did you bust their ass? Oh, killed them. Destroyed Tortured them. them. <laughs> I never lost a game. I was like, you guys are out of your fucking mind. That's the thing about you is like, you will choose certain things and then dedicate an obscene amount of time to them. Obs- like, yeah. in this space, you took me to another room. And then you shot a fake elk <laughs> from a football field away. And you you brought one arrow, maybe? Yeah, I pulled out one arrow. Because you knew it was going to take one arrow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do whatever you I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. And it was like in a very tiny spot. So it's like, if you're competing against you in something, you don't strike me as the person who will compete if you're not proficient. No, I'll compete if I'm not proficient to learn how to get better. Okay. Uh, When I was playing in tournaments, when I lived in New York, when I was playing pool in tournaments, I was terrible. Right. I had to learn to get good, and that's how you learn. You got to play. Yeah. It's like if you want to do jujitsu, you got to learn. You got to roll. Yeah. You gotta you gotta go in there and spar with people. That's the only way. Have you ever seen this? 
show. What's this? Celebrity Billiards with Minnesota Fats. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Wait, that's disc- the original guy that they were referencing in the... This clip is... Uh, no. No, it's not. That's actually New York Fats. This is Billiards. This is a different game. This is Three Cushion Billiards. Notice how there's no holes. Three Cushion Billiards is a completely different game. And what is the point of it? It's You have to connect with one ball, and then you go three rails, meaning it has to hit three rails and then collide with the next ball. So watch this. One, two, three, and then collides with that ball. It's a very complex game, and it's about <clears> – <throat> it's not satisfying for a lot of people because uh, the balls don't disappear. Mm-hmm. But l- notice how he plays it and he makes the balls collide three rails. This used to be the gentleman's game. The gentleman's game was billiards. Right. And pool came up with it. Pool is actually called pocket billiards, right? <laughs> but then, look, it's Groucho Marx. But the name pool came from the fact that people would pool their money together to gamble. That's what why it's called pool. It's not called pool. It's really called pocket billiards. But pool, like pool halls, mm-hmm. where people would go to gamble. And there was the, the joke about it was like no gambling. Like, okay. Like, no gambling. Everybody's, it's like bodybuilders and steroids. No steroids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, everybody fucking gambled. On so, pool. billiards is the umbrella. <clears throat> and then exactly. underneath that, there are different games. There's yes. also one with like studs on the. Yes, that's an Italian billiards. Yeah. Italian billiards, they would put like these little pins. Yeah. And the idea, I don't know how to play that. So, I'm not sure. But there was a place in Vegas that we used to play. Me and my friend Max Eberly, who's also a top flight pool player, and this this guy who owned it was from Italy. Mm. It was the best Italian food in Vegas, and it was at this fucking little pool hall that was in a strip mall, and this guy came from Rome, yep. and he would play this Italian billiards, and he had a fucking kitchen there, yep. and he would have like imported cheese yep. and this fantastic pasta, Italians and we would the go best, there though. to eat, man. Yep. We would go there to eat and play pool. It was amazing. But this is yeah, this is the game. I don't understand this game though. I don't I don't know what the rules are, but they would have these little pins, like little tiny bowling pins. And I don't know if you're supposed to knock them down or if you're supposed to not knock them down. I don't really I don't know how it works. I don't even know where the balls go. But they would have these, you know, guys like from the old country that would be down there playing. And a lot of people from South America and Central America, they play that three cushion billiards and Europeans too. It's still popular in like Belgium. And some other places. Three cushion? Three cushion. That what you watch with Minnesota Fats? Oh, okay. That's three cushion. Yeah. But Minnesota Fats wasn't Minnesota Fats. His name was New York Fats. He changed his name to Minnesota Fats after the hustler because he said that was about me. But Minnesota Fats was never the best pool player. Willie Moscone was the best pool player. So Minnesota Fats and Willie Moscone used to play games together on television. And Minnesota Fats, Willie Moscone hated him because he was like this dirty gambler. Who was like a, a con artist? He was a really good player, but he was like hustling, like yeah, uh, yeah he was, he a, was shark. a hustler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas Willie Moscone Love was the, the gentleman. Yeah, he would wear the suits and the ties. And up until recently, he held the world record in straight pool for the most amount of balls run, which was I think it was like in the five hundreds, <laughs> ran five hundred balls. But then a guy named John Schmidt. He beat that, and then a guy named Jason Shaw just beat it again. And Jason Shaw, I think he ran 700-plus balls, which is wild. Yeah, that's insane. Crazy. But Jason Shaw is like top of the food chain professional pool player right now, currently. There's like a few guys. There's like maybe 20 guys worldwide that are like top of the food chain, and he's he's right in there. When I was living in, uh, in Barcelona— <clears throat> 
How long I, were you living in Barcelona? Like almost a year. What were you and, doing there? Uh, I just like took a year off school and like I wanted to learn Spanish. Really? Yeah. So wow. I worked in like an ad agency out there and like it was wow. cool. Yeah. And uh, it's, it, that was actually really cool because, you know, it opens up a whole world to you. Like you learn another language. You learn like jokes from other people. and yeah. just and, But um, they, I would I would always walk by. I lived near this place, the Arc de Triomphe. Uh, also the French Arc de Triomphe that they fucking love. That's a rip off of the Roman one. So another reason why Paris sucks. But uh, <laughs> I, I lived by the Arc de Triomphe and there was a park there and there was all these older guys that would go play, uh, I believe it's called... Bocce ball? Bocce ball, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's an Italian game. And I would I would sit and watch them. And it gave me like this great hope because I was like, oh, when I'm 70, and it, when I'm 70, I'm going to be able to hang out with my boys and have a shit talking. And they were talking shit, yeah. making fun of one another. And I think that's kind <laughs> of like why that's the importance of games like pool and golf. Like these games that don't revolve around pure physical exertion, but rather skill where you can continue to do them at an elevated age and still get the camaraderie aspect yes. that we need as guys. Yeah. We need to be around one another, making fun of each other, like t- busting balls, talking about what's happening in the world. And I saw these guys that were so fucking happy, talking shit, and I would just sit weirdly, like sit and watch them play. And it was like, this is great, that when I'm 70, I'm gonna have my version of that with my guys. Mm. Like I think, I'm when you hobbies, activity, whatever the fuck it is, but I was like, that is important, and I think pool is one of those. And like weirdly, when I was younger, it was just this incredibly popular thing. Like people had pool tables in their homes. Mm-hmm. Like if you were like a rich kid, yeah. they had a fucking pool table there. Right. It was like a part of your house, and I feel like that's kind of like left. Yeah. Well, sometimes people have them, but they just don't use them. It's like a treadmill. Yeah. It just sits there yeah, to like so people think you use hanger. it. Yeah. 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 A lot of people buy treadmills, they never use them. They buy pool tables, they, they never learn how to play. Mm-hmm. Like, where's your chalk? You know your chalk? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, when I was a kid, I was like 22 or 23 when I moved to New York. I guess I was 23. Where'd you live? I lived in New Rochelle. And oh, the reason in, why I lived yeah. in New Rochelle was so I could be closer to White Plains, which That's is where White pools. Plains Billiards was. Executive billiards in White Plains, and uh, that's where I started playing. And when I would go there, one of the things that I re- it was an old school pool hall back in the day. Now it's not. I think it was still around up until recently, but it became like a club, like loud music and lights and shit. It, it fell apart because they needed to make money, and they sold it a bunch of times to different people. But when I was there in the '90s. Executive Billiards was a gambling pool hall where people would travel from around the country. I remember there was a dude who came down from Montreal to play my friend Johnny B. He came down and the yeah, guy my, I my met. Friend, yeah, no, 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 you never met Johnny. You met Tommy. Tommy. You met Tommy Jr. He was yeah. another one. He was a, another like professional pool player at the time uh, who had to get a job. But these guys would travel to the spot because they knew they could get action there there's like action pool halls right like chelsea billiards was a big one amsterdam i think was one eh, amsterdam was more of a high-end uh league place where people would go and they'd play you could get games there but it wasn't a dirty pool hall it was always like very upscale mm. very nice mm. it was like they took billiards to like another level mm. and they took it to this like 
really refined, very good waitresses, good service, clean tables. Executive wasn't like that at all. Right. Executive billiards was dirty. Right. It was like you had like a lot of homeless people that would hang out there. People would fall asleep there because they didn't have a home. And I remember being like a, a total misfit, right? I was an amateur comedian who was trying to become professional, and I'd moved to New York, and I just started kind of working. I'd only been doing stand-up for like three years, four years maybe, and I was just starting to get work and you know, and go on the road a little bit. And I would go and hang out with all these guys, and they all had nicknames. Everyone had a nickname, like Ray the Fireman. I was Joe the Comedian. There was Ray the Fireman. There was Mount Vernon Tommy. There was White Plains Charlie. There was all these people that were total misfits yeah. in the rest of society, and they would go there, and they would have camaraderie, and I couldn't yeah. wait to go there. Yeah. I would be on a date with my girlfriend, and she'd be boring, and I couldn't wait to drop her off at her apartment and head down to White Plains and see my boys. Yeah. And we would play there till 4 or 5 in the morning, yeah. and then we would go to the Star Diner in Mount Vernon. We'd eat cheeseburgers, and then after that was done, I'd go to sleep. I'd go to sleep in my apartment. I'd wake up at like fucking 2 in the afternoon. Yep. I'd go to the gym. I'd work out. I'd go do a set somewhere. And, and then after my set, pool. I couldn't wait to go play pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't wait. I just get back to that pool hall, and I remember walking in the door. There'd be some guy yelling at somebody, "You want action, motherfucker? Yeah. I'll give you a hundred dollars a game, nine games. Put up the fucking money." And they'd start pulling out their money. They had no intention on gambling. Yeah, yeah, they just wanted, yeah, yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah, to pull yeah. out the money, and they just wanted to bark. They yeah. bark at each other, and then occasionally people would play, and then you'd have guys who were like real top-flight players who would gamble. I saw guys play for ten thousand dollars a game. Yeah. Like a game of one pocket? Yeah. Not a game, but like Wait, a what's set. what's one pocket? One pocket is a, a, a weird gambler's game where like, uh, you know, a pool, hall has, a pool table rather has six holes, mm -hmm. but you would have one ball or one pocket to make your balls, and I would have one pocket to make my uh, balls. Ah, okay, okay. And okay, it's okay. like the end pockets, like right where you rack the balls. Like I would have the right pocket, you'd have the left pocket. And it's like a very skillful game. Like you got to make sure that there's no shots for your opponent while you have shots and you're trying to bump balls and move them towards your hole, and you have to decide when to like bust out and take a chance and fire balls in your hole because if you miss – then you leave it open for the other guy and yeah. he can just run out. Yeah. And it's like a, it's a very skillful game, so it's a game where a lot of people like for gambling because it re reduces the amount of luck. Like with nine ball, there's a lot of luck in nine ball. What is that that like... Yeah, like I, I guess we crave acceptance, all of us in general, but like there's something about like... And I think that this like inclusion within like the misfit communities exists in comedy as well. Like you're with a bunch of yes. comics and like you feel free to say the wild things that the average civilian would maybe be uh, uncomfortable around. There's a freedom, yes. right? And I think that like even like the green room or the, the cellar, the back table, like, yeah. like I'm sure the store, there's, there's these things that exist and it's like maybe at its core, it's just like where can I be the closest version to myself? Right. And if, if you see yourself kind of as a little bit of a misfit around all these other motherfuckers that are also misfits, there's liberty. You're home. You're home, dude. Yeah. Well, that's what the pool hall felt like to me at 23 years old if or 24 years old, whatever I was. It felt like I'm finally at a place where I'm around people that are like me. Yep. They were all misfits. Yep. They were all guys who just got out of jail. Yep. There was all guys. And why do we love the misfits? Because like, they're fun. Because they're fun and they don't care 
right. what society thinks about them. Right. And that is the rarest thing because most people are consumed with what the world thinks about you. Right. And then you have these interesting people that pop up that go, I don't really give a fuck. Right. And then the rest of us go, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I would like to not give a fuck that I want to be like you. I want to be like you. Yeah. Even though you're a guy who maybe hasn't showered in two days and you're in a pool hall, <laughs> yeah. you say whatever the fuck you want. And everybody loves it when you show up. They go, ah, it's the Johnny's guy. here. Johnny, the guy who makes me feel comfortable being yes, me. Yes. He's here. Yes. It's why we need him. I, I, I always wonder, like, the people who get consumed, and I felt a little bit of this, like, I don't want to like trash LA because I think LA is actually cool and I have like friends who are from there. But there is a little bit like I think culturally because Hollywood is such an institution there, you gravitate to what is working and whatever's working, regardless right. if if it has merit, people value it. Right. And naturally, as human beings, we're going to gravitate to that thing. But I always wonder like, are those are those people ever going to experience what it's like to just fucking let loose? No, not if you need to get booked on your next gig. You're missing out. You can't. Well, you can't even have like unorthodox opinion. You can't have heterodox opinions. You have to follow whatever the ideology that's currently running the system wants you to follow. You got to pay the that's price. That's why everybody in Hollywood is like left wing, Democrat, cross the board, blue, no matter who. And even if you don't believe that, you have to say that. And yeah, and yeah. and now like, I think before the internet, we couldn't see it as much. Right. And now with the internet, like the internet is like taking the condom off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 I, I always felt that, like, like, you see, like, somebody have a, even your show, for example, like, really exposed the late night shows, I think. And that wasn't your intention, but, like, you saw someone have, like, a conversation here where they were, like, being themselves. Right. And then they would go on and have a conversation for five minutes on, like, Kimmel, and it'd be like, what what am I watching here? Right. Like right? Nikki. Like Nikki Glazer. Exactly. Yeah, right. We were talking about earlier. Yeah. So it's like, once you feel the condom off, it is. It's hard to go back to the condom. It's almost impossible. It feels weird. It yeah. feels like someone's lying to you. It feels yeah. disingenuous. Yeah, it feels boring. It feels fucking boring. So it's like, I guess what I'm saying is like, human beings have a litmus test for bullshit. They just have to be, they just have to be like, a show that they're, the thing that they're watching is bullshit. Right. And once they see that, they can't go back. Right. Once you see it, you can't go back. Yeah. It's like that movie, They Live. What's that? Once you put on the glasses and you see what you remember that movie, mm -hmm. Ratty Roddy Piper. It was like some movie where, where the uh, wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a movie like were they aliens? What were they? They were like aliens that were running Earth, but you couldn't see them unless you put these cer certain glasses on. And you put these glasses on, and that's what everybody really looked like. Ah. And once, like, if you put the glasses on, it was John Carpenter. Oh shit! OG. Yeah. See, obey. Look at that fucking. We should get that. We should get one of those, Jamie. Yeah, we need to get that in a large metal. Get that's, that image. That's that's what that. happens. Got a Trump one. <laughs> but that's what happens, bro. Yeah. And I feel like, and Once I feel you like see, you can't unsee. You it. can't see. It. And the yeah. the thing is, if you make people see things, there are a couple institutions you can't fuck with. And if you do fuck with them. They understand the power of taking the condom off, and then they throw everything. And I think Elon's going through that a little bit right now. 
Oh, 100%. He, he and I had a, a little exchange about that recently. It was like, mm. man, they're really coming after me. Because he but, went after politics. You can't go after politics. Well, he said he would be Republican. Exactly. And, and that, that's when they freaked out. Before because that, he nobody has cares. so much influence. He has like 104 million Twitter followers. He's also what everybody believes to him to be the smartest person. So if the smartest person says something, then you're like, well, that must have merit. He's the smartest guy. Yeah. That's a dangerous fucking tool if you're an institution that relies on people believing the condom on is okay. Right, right. And then when you take this, what happened to you? So I think you became the new version of like media's Trump. It happened to Dave Portnoy from Barstool a bit, like when he started fucking with finance. Like if you fuck with fi the financial sector, they come for you. You fuck well, with it's, politics, it's they also come for you. Just success. Like Portnoy made a shitload of money, sold Barstool. And he's also like pretty brazenly masculine and mm -hmm. open about it. Mm -hmm. It's a target. You're a target. They will fucking come for your ass because there's a lot of money to be made in those institutions. And I wonder if like that's interesting that he recognized that as well. Yeah. And they throw the fucking they throw everything at you. Yeah, they throw everything at you. But there's a certain thing called escape velocity when you've achieved escape velocity what's that you, you like you've uh, gotten so far away that the gravity can't pull you back in you've gotten so far away they can't get you anymore and i think he's achieved escape velocity certain people have achieved escape velocity it's like you can't really can't like, put that genie back in the bottle good luck you can't catch it yeah like every time they try to go after you you get bigger you get bigger yeah it's every time it's Chappelle's going through it. It's like yeah. every time it's just bigger. Yeah, you get bigger. And then when you go on stage, they cheer harder. It's wild. Because now they're now you're just not a comic. Yeah. Now they're rooting for your success because they don't like the other thing. They don't like people telling them what to do and what to say and what's okay and what's not okay. They don't like that. Bro, it's like we're Americans. We're built. Every person that came here or two generations away is someone who gave up everything. Yeah. Literally everything, their family, they give up mm -hmm. absolutely everything for an opportunity. They don't like to be told what to do. No. It's like weirdly, I wonder if like re if rebellion is like built into our DNA in a weird way. I don't know if humans exist like that. It's built into our culture. But culturally 100%. Yeah, it's a rebellious, freedom-loving culture. I mean, we're the only co country with that has like freedom built into its ethos. I mean, it's a country that was literally founded by immigrants that took a chance on a boat ride before there was YouTube videos. They didn't even have a photo to look at. Someone drew a picture. They're like, they yo, it's fire like over America. there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that picture. Let's fucking go. They yeah. took their baby and they got on a fucking boat. To nowhere. And who knows whether or not these people are telling the truth. You're going to take that boat ride all the way to fucking Plymouth, Massachusetts mm -hmm. and get out and try to carve a life. And you're going to tell us what to do? Yeah. Like, not... You can't tell the, the kids of those people what to do. Here's the question. Do you think that like that's the only way to achieve like a new version of society is to start again? Like what, what America did, if you go look at the Declaration of Independence, if you go look at the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and forget about the fact that a lot of those people, like by today's standards, were horrible people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Because that, that is true. No doubt about it. And you could dwell on that forever, but this is just like We're talking about ideas, times. not people right now. Right. Yeah. What they did was insanely revolutionary. What, what they did by setting up 
the system of government that we have, what they did by setting up the uh, the Bill of Rights and the First Amendment, and the Second Amendment, and the, all the all the different rights and rules and regulations in which to govern people by, and set it up as like fail safes to stop tyranny, and it got pretty fucking far. Got a couple hundred years in before the wheels started really falling off, and Nancy Pelosi started making money from insider trading. But when you get to when you get to, and the Clinton body count. But if you get, if you think about what they did in the beginning to what they got to now, it's, it's pretty fucking amazing. And it's like, I wonder if it would be possible to do again. But there's no place like North America anymore. There's no place where you could just show up. And have water to water. Yeah. That's the thing. It, it is an amazing miracle that happened. And millions of lives were lost in the process. And I'm not talking about... Native Americans only. I'm talking about civil war. I'm talking about just like there's intense life loss to create the thing. But the most unique thing to me is that in history, when human beings have gotten power, they've usually tried to hold on to it. And this, in my estimation, is the first time in history where it's happened and they've relinquished it. And I'm not some historian, so tell me about where it happened in Greece. Sure, I don't give a fuck. It did happen in Greece. It just fell apart. It fell apart. The fact that we were able to give it back to the people. I mean, you look at like Socrates. People quote Socrates for everything, right? They're like, oh, this guy's brilliant. He understands humanity, all this shit. He was like, democracy? You gonna let these fucking idiots vote? Right, exactly. They did let the idiots vote. Yeah. And it fucking... Listen, we've had trials and tribulations 100%, but I'll say this about America. You can be the best version of you here. Yes. You, my mother is the best version of herself here. She's not from here. The best version of you in is terms of the here. way you could do it under any other form of government. This is the most freedom that you can get. You reach the highest you here. And the most success you can achieve. Yes. The, yeah. That's what I'm proud of. Like, like fucking July 4th, I was wearing a fucking American flag shirt and there was a protest going on and they fucking, these ladies are screaming at me, abortion rights. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, lady. We're in New York. Who are you fighting against? Like, there's abortions every fucking day here. But for me, that's what I wear it for. I'm going, this is the, I can be me here. What do you think that is about? Like, what is this? It's not just abortion rights, but now they're going after gay marriage too, which is so strange to me. That people were talking, like Marco Rubio was saying that it was like a silly thing to argue about, to, to be concerned about. And then some other uh, senator who w- is a gay woman w- confronted him and she was furious at it. Because uh, gay marriage is not silly. It's what marriage. You- it's marriage from people that are homosexual. And it's for them, it's important. They, they want it. They, want, it, they well, want to affirm their love and their relationship. And the fact that they're going after that now almost makes me feel like... They want us to fight. They want to divide us in the best way they can. And that, like, that this is the best way for them to keep pulling off all the bullshit they're doing behind the scenes is to get us to fight over things like gay marriage or get us to fight over things like abortion. It's just like, yes. why, why yes. are you removing freedoms? Yes. And, you know, and then this new thing where they're, you know, gun rights, like trying to go after the Second Amendment, you know. You see that story that recently happened where there's a shooter in a mall? Can we say something about the gay marriage gun? real quick? Yeah, please. Like, if you're going to say that marriage is an important cultural institution to the fabric of America, right. you can't remove it 
to from Americans. Right. You can't go and say, this is important. This is what we do. We create a family and we love one another. And this is how right. we express our love. And then say, ah, oh, these Americans can't do that shit. It's so, so homophobic because you're saying there's something wrong with being homosexual. By saying that you are opposed to gay marriage, you're saying you're opposed to gay people. Yeah. Because if gay people are in love with each other and they want to like they want to have a celebration and mm -hmm. they want to be legally bonded and connected, and there's all sorts of benefits to that in terms of financial like, benefits, financial benefits, like you build taxes, it into the system. Yeah. But not only that, like if your loved one is in jail or uh, not in jail, well then on that's trial too. you can't. Or, or yeah. I was going to say in in a hospital. Oh, like, that's right. You, you have can, access to them. Yeah. You have access to them, yeah. and you're the only one that has access to them because you're their spouse. You you're the one who has power of attorney if they're you know incapacitated. Like this, like yeah. there's a lot to like affirming that relationship, yeah. and the fact that they're going after that now, like that's the kind of shit that keeps me from being a Republican. Yeah, it's only one of the kind. Of, there's a bunch of shit that keeps you from being yeah. a Republican. Yeah, but that's one of the, like people will say like, oh, you know, you're a secret conservative. I'm like, you could suck my dick. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I'm so far away from being a Republican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I believe in the Second Amendment and just because I support the military and just because yeah. I support police. Yeah. Like I was on welfare as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's important. I yeah. think so, having a social safety net is it's great. crucial. Yes. It's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. We should help each other. We're yeah. supposed to be one big community. I'm a bleeding heart liberal when it comes to a lot of shit. There it is. I just also believe in discipline and hard work. Yes. That's where I fall into the more conservative side. And but that's I'm okay. Not, yeah, but I'm not a person who wants to like keep all my money <sighs> but, and not pay taxes. Like People have accused me of moving to Texas because I didn't want to pay taxes. No, I moved to Texas because I want fucking freedom. Yeah. I didn't like the way California was telling people they can and can't work. Mm -hmm. Telling people what is essential. This is an essential business. Who the fuck are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And liquor stores, essential. And I'm looking at insanely unhealthy people that are dictating the health regulations of what you can and can't do. Yeah. You can't dine outside, and I'm yeah. looking at fucking Skeletor telling me this. <laughs> yeah, 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 You're yeah, out of your yeah. fucking mind. You're out of your fucking mind. But that's the problem, is that the second that you agree with one thing... Right. They want to label you. They label you, and it's everybody. I don't care who the fuck you are. You agree with something conservative, and you agree with something liberal. I don't give a fuck right. who you are. Just within this like tribal mindset where everything is black and white, what they do is they get uh, votes by making everybody the exactly. absolute villain. And they're abusing it for votes. But if you're actually going to be like a real person, you're going to be both. I mean, Chris Rock had that great joke. I'm, there's something I'm conservative about, there's something I'm liberal about, right, whatever. Right, and it's right. like, yeah, that's every human being. Every human being. Except really crazy people that are just ideologically captured. Grifting. Yeah, well, there's grifters, but there's also people that are just in a fucking cult, mm. you know, and those are the people that wanted to burn Christians. And those mm. are the people that, you know, I mean, this is... Well, how far does that cult go? That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, you let that start right now, where does it end? Right. Like, if they're the bad guy, and they're awful, and they're Nazis... You and gotta kill the... them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's what people have done throughout time. They've othered. They dehumanize. Yeah, they dehumanize. And once you're not yeah. a human, you could do anything to that person. Right, right. You could burn witches. It's a witch. You could harass them. You yeah. could harass their families. Oh, yeah. And it's okay because yeah. they disagree with you and they agree with exactly. something, quote unquote, evil. Exactly. When you might agree with something that your side also thinks is evil. Right. But you're not willing to admit it because you're scared. Right. They'll whisper it to you. Exactly. I'm, I'm with you on and this one. We meet all these people. Like, I mm -hmm. talk to these, sometimes these motherfuckers from like super liberal organizations will like DM me and I'll ask them about it. And yeah. They're, and they're honest in the DMs. And I'm like, you fucking phony. Yeah. You fucking phony, yeah. dude. It's a grift. That's where I think it's a grift. I think it's more of a cowardice than a grift. Yeah. With a lot of folks, they're just scared of uh, encountering the wrath mm. of the, of the the cult.
you just got to be careful that when you have the wrath of the cult that you don't ease into the comfort of the side that supports you. Right. Because you'll feel their wrath the second you move away from them. Right. You're a man on an island and it's hard to be on an island because mm-hmm. now both sides can be upset at you. Right. It's like, yeah, that that's the trickiest thing. When you feel like the total wrath of the opposition, it's hard to be like, but they do have a point about these certain things. You got to do that though. You have to or else you just become the same you fraud that you them. hate. Yeah, yeah, you become them and I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I think you have to always say what you actually think about things and look at them objectively if you can. You know, and sometimes we're going we're gonna to fail at that because we're going to be in the moment. You're going to be overwhelmed mm. or captured or trapped in your thoughts. But at the end of the day, we all want similar things. We all want a peaceful society where your children and your family and your friends can prosper and you want people to have the freedom to live the way they choose. The problem is when people start infringing on other people's freedoms. Yeah. That's what drives me crazy. That's what's <laughs> driving me crazy about this gay marriage thing. And that's what's driving me crazy about this abortion thing. It's like, who are you to fucking tell people what they can and can't do? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not what, it's not what benefits us yeah. as a culture. What benefits as a culture is trying to see how the other people see and feel yeah. and find common ground. It, 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 you don't even have to agree, but like a lack of rigidity. Like I think most human beings, right? I don't care how liberal you are. Most human beings who have had a kid will say at a certain point in time in the belly, it's a human. Yes. Nine months. Right. It's a fucking it's human. It's a fucking human. Right. Okay. Right. So we agree at a certain point yes. it's a human. Then we can back up from then when the right or wrong or when somebody's right it is to terminate that thing one week okay who knows yeah but we we to look at something and go nine months you should be able to do it. that's a little much i think for that's most crazy. people if you're being honest right one week what we don't even know if it's going to come to term i think 25 percent of, uh, of of i think women that are pregnant end up having miscarriages some of them don't even know it because it they think it might be their period like it's a very common thing that happens so I, if we just had a little bit more like uh, elasticity and we could just be like, hey, I agree there's a point in time where, yeah, it, it definitely is a life and that'd be a little bit too much. Right. Eight months, is it, that's a lot. A well, week, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, two weeks is like, like what is, we got like 30 cells. Yeah. What is it? It's like one of those really complicated and messy human dilemmas. And that's what abortion is. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no, I mean, some people are like at the moment of conception. And I think most of those people, that's a religious notion. And that's okay too. I'll go, okay, I understand where you're coming from for that perspective, for that perspective, because you believe in that. And that's okay. And I understand why you feel that way. Yeah. I'll just say that. And then I'll go, but what about these horrible circumstances? Wouldn't you feel like it might be okay in these horrible circumstances? And then if they could just remove themselves from the group for a second and be like, okay, maybe in those, I, I'm not saying I'm giving you permission. Ultimately, it's like God who gives a permission, but I see why someone would want to. Yeah. That's all you have to say. Yeah. And then you don't feel like you're calling someone an asshole and a murderer every fucking two seconds. Right. You can't have a conversation with someone who goes, you're a murderer. But then you have people that like show up at these rallies and like brag about how many abortions they've had. That's and, the like, extreme that we're talking about. It's just like, and that drives you're people, proud of that? It polarizes people <sighs> in the opposite way. Yeah. You know, there's a funny clip, not funny, but it's, it's very telling from Joe Biden. And it's from like the 1980s where he said uh, abortion should be legal and it should be rare. 
and you know and that it's it's always tragic but it should be rare and it's you know it's very interesting because it's such a, a nuanced perspective in comparison to the way he talks about it now and the it's just the party like the party has a line who, like someone told me this of elizabeth warren that what she does is she has interns that search on twitter for how people think about things and then she just and then takes that's that that's what poem. she runs with that's yeah. what she talks about i don't yeah. know if that's true but i knew if you like you want to say like cynically about certain politicians for sure they do that click there's certain politicians that don't they don't give you any feeling whatsoever of sincerity and of being a real human being. No. They they seem like they're just poll machines, yeah. you know. And it's that's a what, job, and that's what scares people. If you're talking about people's rights, mm-hmm. if you're talking about a woman's right to choose, if you're talking about a, a, a gay person's right to be married, it's like to have people with they have these rigid, rigid, poll oriented perspectives on this where I'm on the right-wing party so I am going to say this because this is what my side believes and this is what my side wants like what if what if politics was like jury duty in that like we all acknowledge we don't want to do it but it was our civic duty to society so the first thing that qualifies you to be president is you not wanting to be president right and us literally having to force you as a society, and then you go fucking a. I'll give it four fucking years. Fine, I'll do my best because I love this country. But I don't want to tell you what the fuck to do. I don't want to interfere with your goddamn lives. I'm right. gonna do the best because I love this fucking thing. But I'd rather spend time with my fucking family and enjoy my goddamn life. Wouldn't you trust that human being? Well, that's what we hope for. That's why we hate someone like Trump because Trump believes he should be exactly. president and he wants to be president. Yes, and, and there's something like, a little Get icky him about out of here, dude. And yeah. I think that what was so endearing about Bernie. It was like yes. this motherfucker don't want to win. He wants to help. Now, is his idea of help? Do you agree with it? That's to be said by the average person, but do you did you feel like he cared about winning and controlling? No, I never got that sense from no, him. No, I got a sense that he genuinely looks out for the working class yes. and he genuinely wants to help people. That's why I said that I supported him. Hundred percent. And when he was explaining how his situation works with taxes, that they would just tax a small percentage of speculation of, of stock trading just a tiny percentage of all these trades that are happening constantly and that that money could go to education that money can go to welfare that money can go to all these different things that would use to benefit society i was like i'm in that sounds good if that, is that real what else are you trying to do are you trying to avoid war i'm that in that sounds cool what else are you trying to do trying to like eliminate student debt I'm hey, in. what else? What about health care? Free health care. I'm in. And he's a radical. And he's a radical. <laughs> like, yeah. what's wrong with the system? Yeah, I mean, that's that, that as long as you're not discouraging capitalism and progress that's and it. people's ability to excel. That's it. That's what people worry about with communism, right? And socialism. They're Which worried they should. About people. Yeah, they, they should. Yeah. They should worry about someone impeding your ability to excel and succeed. But if we're not impeding that ability and we're taking like a percentage of speculation, we're not even talking about like right. hard work. We're saying you dumped a bunch of money into something. Right. You didn't grind for fucking hours and like pull fucking turnips out of the ground. And we're talking about like a fraction of a penny per trade. Yeah. There's uh, so many trades. He was talking about like this could benefit people in the tune of trillions of dollars a year. Yeah. That, that's reasonable. And then the average person, I think that isn't like tribal with their politics goes, all right, this motherfucker is a curmudgeon. He don't want to be doing this. Every time he goes in front of the podium, he's like, why do I have to convince you guys to take care of people? Right. Like it, it was really endearing. 
Like mm-hmm. people were trying to like play games with him and have fun. He's like, yeah. I don't want to shoot free throws, guys. I, let me just fucking help people. Like that's yeah. it. Like it felt like that. It genuinely felt like that. Well, that's why I was wild that he was willing to do my podcast. I was like, look at this motherfucker coming in and sit down with me for three hours while he's running for president. He knows. Just hang out, talk shit. And did it work? Not really. No. <laughs> Joe, it worked. They went for him. But the system. They came for him. He, he yeah. won. But the system in yeah. place well, that was what, with uh, the caucuses did not allow him to win. Yeah. that He was robbed. Well, they definitely conspired to remove him. The, the superdelegate thing doesn't yeah. exist with the Republicans. That's why Trump won. If, if, the, if the Republicans had tr- superdelegates where you could have the system have one vote be worth 10,000. What's that noise? I don't know. Maybe they're building something out there. UFOs? The fuck is that? Is that Jeff? Jeff's probably drilling something in the wall. Anyway, I, I, I don't know. And and you could argue you could okay maybe he wasn't good enough maybe he, he wasn't good enough at convincing but people. But the idea is interesting. And if someone else came along that was like him, that was a genuine human being, that you know has always been that guy. You know, it's like what we're scared of is like someone like Nancy Pelosi. Like, have you ever given your husband to? No, never. Oh, that's enough of that. I'll get out of here. That's what we're scared of, right? We're scared of someone who's obviously full of shit being in a position of power like a Nancy Pelosi, and he's just not that. Right. And what we need is someone like that's why everybody goes back to JFK. They go, that was the guy. That was our guy. I don't know. I don't know the love. uh, I don't understand uh, what happened to JFK. Well, like I know he got shot, but I don't understand what he did. Ban the CIA. He wanted to get rid of the Federal Reserve. He thought that the the, the secret societies were repugnant. And you ever heard his speech about secret societies? You never heard that? You want to know why JFK got shot? Talk to me. There's a lot. Talk there's to a me. lot. Well, first of all, it was the well, Bay of Pigs. He, you know, there's a lot of people me, that were angry at him in the military, and there's a lot of people in, you know, there's a lot. Like JFK was not a perfect person, but he was a fascinating public speaker. And the things that he talked about, the way he described America and our hopes and dreams resonated with people that had a a hope for the future. They had a vision in this guy, this young, vibrant guy who was the president. Maybe he could take us there. And when they shot and killed him, a lot of people were like, oh. And then when you realize it's most likely a grand conspiracy, most likely, and you just wonder like what nefarious forces are trying to keep us from this this thing that we all want which is like uh, an America that we can be proud of a, 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 a place where we see like intelligent hardworking like uh, kind compassionate people that can run the world in a better place a in, shot in a at better greatness. way than than it's being run now I think that's what we want dude we want a shot at, get, at greatness at least give me a shot. If I fail on my own, that's on me. Pull up the video. Let's end this podcast. Pull up the video of JFK giving his speech on secret societies. Okay. Just give us a little piece of it. Give us a little piece of it. Yeah, give me a five-minute version. Put the headphones on, son. Let's do this. And this is why they shot this motherfucker. This is one of the reasons why they shot him. It's also like... There's a lot. I mean, his dad was in with the mom. There's There's a a whole situation. There's a lot. There's a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment 
of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, <laughs> on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. No president should fear public scrutiny of his program, for from that scrutiny comes understanding, and from that understanding comes support or opposition, and both are necessary. I am not asking your newspapers to support an administration, but I am asking your help in the tremendous task of informing and alerting the American people. For I have complete confidence. and the response and dedication of our citizens whenever they are fully informed. I not only could not stifle controversy among your readers, I welcome it. This administration intends to be candid about its errors. For as a wise man once said, an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct it. Mm. We intend to accept full responsibility for our errors, and we expect you to point them out when we miss them. Without debate, Without criticism, no administration and no country can succeed, and no republic can survive. That is why the Athenian lawmaker Sola decreed it a crime for any citizen to shrink from controversy. And that is why our press was protected by the First Amendment, the only business in America specifically protected by the Constitution, not primarily to amuse and entertain, not to emphasize the trivial and the sentimental, not to simply give the public what it wants, but to inform, to arouse, to reflect, to state our dangers and our opportunities, to indicate our crises and our choices, to lead, mold, educate, and sometimes even anger 
public opinion. This means greater coverage and analysis of international news, for it is no longer far away and foreign, but close at hand and local. <laughs> it means greater attention to improved understanding of the news, as well as improved transmission. That's good. You get it? It's That's not, why they killed that motherfucker. It's not far away. It's no. local. Yeah. He's calling them out. Yeah. Well, that was he was in direct conflict with, you know, all the forces that be. Yeah. That's why they killed him. That kind of shit. You can't have that. Wild boy. <laughs> That's a wild boy. He was a wild boy. Yeah. All right. Andrew Schultz, I love you. I appreciate you very much. Love you, dog. Congratulations on the success of your special and your Thank podcast you. and everything. I'm in your corner, brother. I know that. Thank you so much, bro. Bye, everybody. Peace. Okay.